As it rapidly approaches, this spectacular event impacts the very fabric of space and time. We call it the holidays. Fortunately, Sarah at the Container Store can help. Uh, hi. As time runs out, how do you manage? Well, we offer a huge selection of gift wrap, including our gift wrap three packs, now 50% off. You get three high-quality rolls of wrap for just $4.99. Plus, our stocking stuffers are up to 50% off, too. Sarah, savior of time and the holidays. Or just Sarah. The Container Store, where space comes from. Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Good morning out there, sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Offensive. Uh, it's going to be a little echoey here. We are in a uh, cavernous studio down here in the Canosa Court uh, I don't know what we call it, the studio or the... The Denver West TSO Rocky Mountain (laughs) Studios. The Denver West Studios. Coming to you live from Colorado. We hope that you're having a wonderful morning. And to give you an early Merry Christmas, I do believe we'll be on next week. But we're going to be real... We're getting real close to the holiday season. Uh, You know, if you see people out on the streets and and whatnot, know that everyone's not going to have as merry a Christmas as you might be having. So if you can donate some money, some goods, some jackets, some toys, uh, there are lots of programs out there. We especially like the Denver uh, toy drive that's done by the police. Basically what happens is families that can't afford to give gifts to their kids submit their names to the police department, and then the police get the toys that you donate, and they are the ones that give them to the kids to help build strong relationships between law enforcement and the children you know, which is important. We need that. We need kids to to view law enforcement as someone they can go to if something bad is happening, and and the, the protectors. So again, if you have something you can donate, uh, go ahead and do so. My work was able to sponsor four children as well as we raise an additional four hundred dollars for the Denver uh, Dumb Friends League, as well as the Homeless Association. I think is what it was called. So uh, again, the uh, Homeless Association and Denver Rescue Mission. Denver Rescue, that's what it was, Denver yeah, Rescue I, I, Mission. I, that's what I thought you were talking about. And uh, so we were, really, we were really happy we were able to get, we, were, we, wrote, we raised a lot of money through, uh, we do fundraisers all year long, and uh, we try to sponsor at least two kids. This year we were able to sponsor four and have an extra $400 awesome. of donations. So, yeah, it was a big shout-out to everyone at our work for just going out of their way to do things. And, uh, you know, some people, just, some people just made dishes that they're good at and, you know, took donations uh, for a lunch. Some people put together like an alcohol basket that you could buy raffle tickets to. Some people were selling off little nicks and knacks that they create, necklaces, uh, necklaces, wristbands, and whatever, anything, a painting, uh, origami, anything that people could think of to use their talents to raise funds. So, you know, go out there and, and be giving this time of year. It'll, it'll make you feel much better than any gift that you receive uh, ever will. So thank you so much for tuning in this, this morning, folks. Uh, we are going to be covering the you know wind down of the NFL regular season. We're getting down to the nitty grit. Of course, we're going to be talking fantasy football. This is the semifinals, most likely for all of you. That's a huge. Uh, this is a huge week. If you win this week, you are playing for money no matter what next week. Major League Baseball is in full swing with the off season. The winter meetings have concluded. We've got some trades that have gone on. We've got some rumors out there. Uh, we've got some surprises out there already, and we've got plenty more to come. And uh, if we have time, we will just go over general uh, Major League Baseball uh, doings as well as the NBA, where go Nuggets. If you want to go on to Bovada now and put in a bet on the Nuggets to win the entire thing or just win the Western Conference, the odds are, what was it, Nate, last 5,000 to 1? I, I, no, I think we figured out it was like 50 to 1. 
Well, no, I, oh, plus plus five thousand is what it is. It's plus plus five thousand, so fifty to one. Right, right. So you know, throw five bucks down and you can make yourself a nice little killing. So uh, might as well do that and and support the Nuggets along the way because it's been a long time since we've been able to be since happy Mello. about the Nuggets. Yeah, since Melo and Iverson, right? So yep. mm-hmm. uh, do you want to bring on the co-host JP? JP, how was your drive up to the West Studios here? Oh, the drive over? was great. I got to hop on the highway and practically hop right off. That was awesome. Well, there was no traffic. <laughs> On my drive down here, I I can't remember the last time there was no traffic. Yeah, that's unusual. Even on Saturday wait, morning, there's wait till you go something. home. Oh, I I know. <laughs> Trust me, I I drove home from from the uh, South Studios at Hampton plenty of times. <laughs> Once you get past Spear, it'll be smooth sailing. Yeah, it's always it's it's always usually Sixth Avenue that's the problem. Sixth and uh, Santa Fe here. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's it's, it's always Sixth and Santa Fe. But I don't think it'll be that bad today. I don't. Yep. There's no Rockies game. Uh, the Broncos game is not until this evening. Mm-hmm. So for those Lots of you who don't open at four till four, right? so that should help a little bit. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, there are two football games on today. So get your lineups set. They should have been set for Thursday. Uh, my, my opponent had Conley, which I couldn't be more thrilled about because he scored I think three points, which is always a wonderful thing. A friend of mine was playing in a game that had Mahomes as a competitor, and uh, Mahomes only put down 22, which is probably his lowest number of the season. So uh, again, wow. you know, can swing some swing some well, matches. And, and a last minute, last minute uh, pickup just in case of injury in the playoffs. I had uh, Mike Williams on the bench for a good 35 points. Was from San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had a huge game. Same problem is a lot of people put Damian Williams on the bench as well. And it's like, hey, because Mr. Ware I, wasn't really that great when he was subbing for no, Hunt. Or right. Subbing for Hunt, replacing Hunt. But Williams looked like he is the deal. And I got him in Dynasty, so I'm hoping they get rid of Ware and keep Williams, baby. Come on. That that could happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely good. The way Williams has performed. So I'm in, I made it out of four leagues. I won two. All right. Hey, so, 50% is not bad. I won two games last week. Well, technically, I only won one, actually, because what, what, one what, what, what do you mean by technically? Because uh, it's a two-week playoff. So oh, okay. I, I have a 15-point lead going into this week. But in that league, I did start Damian Williams. And guess what? He got me 30 points. Wow. So I am now up by 45 and have one less player than than my opponent, but I like my chances. So, but you never know. Well, one one less player, but it's it's yeah. not really one less player when that player scores you thirty. Yes, exactly. So, uh, that's about all you can hope for. Yeah, so. so that was great. And then I didn't start him in my CBS league. He only scored twenty three in that league because it's non PPR, ah. um, along with kind of some other weird quirky things. But you know, my half PPR league, I have noticed it is a drastically different point totals. Than, than we have on others. That's a dynasty league. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be in a half point PPR is massively different. So um, it, it's, it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah. Agreed. You know, that, um, that, that does have an effect, you know, that you can, you can actually change the dynamics of your league, which is fun. Cause they don't want, you don't want to have every league being the same. Cause for a while, that's what I had the same number of receptions, you know, or points for receptions, points for touchdowns, uh, what, what have you, you know, mm-hmm. it's really nice to change those things up a little bit to give you some, some variety in your league. Well, I mean, it certainly changes the league, you know, half, half a point is different than one point. And I think it makes the receiver or that running back that maybe has 50 catches out of the backfield less valuable, you know? And so it, what, you know, it increases the value of the guys around them, you know? So now it's kind of a more even league, you know, I think in like more traditional PPR leagues, that the running back and the receiver are so important 
you know, compared to the other players. Whereas I think in a league like that, where you're in a non PPR or you're in a half point PPR, the quarterback and the tight end become much more important in those leagues. Well, it does help even things out because a receiver, then you can say, well, my receiver may not get a touchdown this week, but as long as he has nine catches for 85 yards, I'm, I'm close to 20 points. Yes. And this means this is more like, Oh, I'm going to have 13 points or so. That makes a big difference. That may, that really evens the playing field probably helps out in terms of uh, making the people who draft at the beginning of the draft more equitable to those at the end of the draft. It does matter. And this year we've seen a resurgence of the running back position in fantasy football that has become extremely important as opposed to other years. I mean, JP has Kamara in his league and Kamara has absolutely just dominated. And uh, who else is Saquon Barkley has been a monster the last like six weeks. And I'm scared because I'm playing against him this week. He is good. Uh, Giants are favored against the Titans in this game. Really? Yeah. Like three, three and, that, and a half. And I was surprised that's I saw the game, that that's the game today. Yeah. And uh, no, 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 no. That's not. Is that today? That's not today. Are you tomorrow. sure they're playing the Titans? I thought Titans played today. No. Well, well today is uh, Jets. Jets play the uh, Colt. Not the Colts. No. Uh, Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. Everybody, you can see everybody just pondering. They're like, yeah. Who, who's playing this week? Now the, I can find yeah, the Jets are the early game. I know that. Um, is it the Texans? Oh, I think that might. Yeah, 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 yeah you're Texans, right. It is yeah. the Texans. Yeah. So uh, the Texans and Jets play at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time, so 4.30 Eastern. So people are going to have some – there's going to be some fantasy players going right. there. De- DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Lamar, uh, Lamar Miller. Uh, who are some well, other Demarius guys? Thomas uh, Hugh, and also, of course, Watson. Deshaun Watson. Yep. You're going to have for the Jets, you're going to have a uh, negative. <laughs> you know what? Sam though? Darnold, maybe? Yeah, Sam Darnold. And I I do, world? I actually, as a deep sleeper kind of like desperate back, uh, flex play, I do like Elijah McGuire if yeah, he plays yeah. this week. Yeah. Uh, against that defense. So we'll see what happens it, there. It, but the if Jets you're are... stuck with him as your flex, I hope it's a 14-team league. Otherwise, you, you could be in trouble in the playoffs. But injuries hit, hit everybody. Uh, we've got Broncos yeah. versus Browns. Yeah. You have a lot of players in that league. So um, I'm sure people uh, – Hamilton, I'm sure people are going to have uh, Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay for sure. Yep. Maybe even Royce. Uh, Baker, Ma- Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, absolutely. Nick Chubb, uh, Jarvis Landry, yep. uh, Najoku, the tight end for the Browns. Yep. Uh, there's probably somebody else. Probably a couple, maybe even defenses. Yeah, I'm possibly. So I'm, so I'm yeah. This is going to be a big week or big big day. And I tell you what, my personal fantasy uh, semifinal that I'm still alive in, that one, my opponent has I think three players going today. Yeah. So he's going to have almost half of his team played when I we start on Sunday. That'll help me a lot to know basically know if I'm in it or not. Sure. And uh, the other thing that's kind of crazy is I have Nick Chubb tonight, today. Okay. So I'm just hoping for that Nick Chubb. You know, he's he's been a 20-point guy. I, I'm not playing him. I have him, but I'm not playing him. Really? Against the Broncos, who have been like a sieve for the most part? I'm going to – dude, I have a tough decision to make. So I'm up by like seven points in my CBS league. I didn't play Damien Williams, where I should have probably. Uh I played my kicker. He only got four, who's Butker from Kansas City. And then my opponent had Mahomes, who got 21. Tyrell Williams, I think, had like seven or eight. And then Keenan Allen had a zero. 
So I'm actually up two players and up seven points. So I have heard that Kelsey and who was the other one? Uh, the person you just mentioned, uh, the zero, uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. So we yeah. know one person, a friend of ours, who had both those guys on his team and got you know like six points, I think, or thirteen points total from the two. That's rough because Kelsey's been a beast. How many teams are going to lose this week because of Mahomes? We talked about how many teams are in the playoffs because of Mahomes. Zero. Ninety percent. Really? A 20-point day from a quarterback that you're expecting? Yes, because he scored 20 and not six. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I'll tell you right now, I saw... That's um, not going to lose your league. On on Twitter, Melvin Gordon apologizes to some people if they've lost their fantasy league. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's great. I love that. That that, that is a great stat. Thanks, Mel. I'm I'm sure the coach is going to be happy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right? I don't care about fantasy. Of course, the NFL used to oh, not we care do, about we fantasy. We do need to talk about that game at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. And let's not forget, guys, there are five bowl games on today. Just if anybody wants to take a, a little there crack are. on There are. Yeah, five bowl games. Did you, have, did, you, did you pick one to throw a bet on today? Well, I'm looking at them all, and I, I like State over North Texas, two great teams, uh, Utah, Utah State. Um, now, are you sure you should be using the word great? Are they really great well, teams? Well, Utah State almost took down Michigan State opening day. you oh. got to remember that. Is Michigan State good? Uh, Michigan State is – they're relatively decent. They only lost to Michigan by 14, oh. and um, they beat Penn State. Um, what is it called when uh, Michigan State and Michigan play? Oh, it's something – some kind of – the Battle Axe or something? The Battle Axe is Wisconsin and Purdue. I think there's all kinds of trophies in, in between those, but Michigan and Michigan state aren't really a technically big rival. Be like Michigan, really? Ohio. So only in, only in like basketball then. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, Michigan state's always good in basketball. They don't have they like have a, been. they don't have like a silver boot. They play for, they have or some, I, I think they play for a bell or something. Okay. Like that. Yeah. I wonder if Stanford and uh, like Harvard could play for the silver spoon, you know, or something like oh. that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, by the way, folks, if you could do us a huge fa- uh, favor, you're listening to the show right now. We do appreciate that. If you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at both or under the handle at the SPT Offensive. You can also find us on Instagram. We're under the handle the Sports Offensive with underscores between the words. You can head to our station website, thesportsoffensive.com. If you go there, you can learn about us. You can learn about our shows. Oh, we have three of them on there, including the Alien Offensive and JoJo War Drummer Ways. Which I'd like to make a quick announcement. Sure. We have JoJo hopefully coming up this Monday live. A cup of JoJo, War Drummer Ways. We would Keep love us posted. to have... Sorry to interrupt. Go back to no, what you're doing. But we would love to have a, a new episode. It's been a, it's been a few months. It's and, been uh, since August. You know, but, uh, you know, lacrosse is coming back into season, I assume, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. When does it start up? Uh, well, the NL, the indoor league, uh, I have to get some confirmation on this. They didn't have a CBA going. So they canceled the first week of the season. No. I'm not sure oh. if that was, which is usually right around New Year's. They okay. start right then or right before right before New Year's. So I got to yeah, look into close. the schedule. I didn't have a chance. I, I missed JoJo's call this week, um, and I, I need to talk to him. But uh, I, it, hopefully we get a full NLL schedule. In, not to mention there's some other lacrosse leagues that are being developed for this year, some traveling leagues. Right. Hey, might as well, might as well take advantage of the vacuum, right? Exactly. And get in there. I mean, if you've got money to, to set things up, that's a way to make some money. And I, I, you know, even though I didn't know this until more recent times, basically because of hosting the show with you, I didn't realize how much of a cult market the lacrosse has. Oh, it's a huge cult market. It is. I mean, there is a lot of people who love lacrosse, possibly even more than, than are really into the Major League Soccer League. 
that we have here in the U.S. You, you know, it, it's funny that you mention that because um, the, the Cross League's been around since 2000, and I think it was three now. Um, just off the top of my head, I'm not going to look it up. And I know the MLS has been around since for 22, 23 years. And uh, it's took them that long to build the following. But there is a, such a, a culture. Um, unfortunately, when you look at the outlaws, they play at mile high. So you're, you're sitting in a 70,000-seat stadium. Right. So when you have 6,000, 10,000 fans, but they get 32,000 for fireworks July 4th at that game. So, and when you go across the league, you know, there's some improvements that need to be made between the NLL and the MLL. That's the indoor and outdoor leagues because they kind of overlap in April. So what is the first one's acronym? National Lacrosse League. That's oh, the, National. That's, okay. That's NLL. Box Lacrosse. Okay. Box Lacrosse. And then the MLL, Major League Lacrosse, is the field game, the outdoor game. Is, is, which one are the Outlaws? The Outlaws are the uh, MLL, the, the outdoor MLL. game. Okay. And the Mammoth now, are the indoor. And the Outlaws, they play at the First Bank Center? Is that right? Oh, Dicks, right? The, the, oh, is it Dicks? The Outlaws play at Mile High. Oh, they do. Cause that, they always, that's, that's they always because they always have their emblem and, and ad on the, on the First Bank Center's uh, like board or digital the, board. The Boland family owns the Outlaws. Is it just the oh, uh, okay. Rapids okay. that play at Dicks? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought a lacrosse team played there, too. Hmm. No, that, that might be a better venue, though. It'd be a better venue, be but... Um, when you're talking about Cronky or whoever owns Dick's versus the Bowling oh. and their own stadium, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Of course, because they don't have to pay anything to use their own stadium. Oh, exactly. duh, that's a no brainer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That, duh. Okay. Um, just real quick, uh, you know, just finishing again, you can go to our, our website at the sports You can learn about us. You can check out all of our other shows. You can listen to all previous episodes. You can listen to the current episode. I think we got it up there this week. I'm not positive. But otherwise, you can always go to Blog yep, Talk Radio, listen to us live there. You can listen to us on demand at a, a litany of places. Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, iTunes Podcast. Although, and we know this from a few coworkers that listen to our show, iTunes Podcast is very slow to update. It can take almost four to five days. A few of them have listened to us on iTunes and said, why are you talking about last week's stuff? And it's like, well, because that's last week's show. So we're going to see if we can uh, maybe get that uh, sped up a little bit and unfortunately we are not on google play it's not we don't get uh, statistical uh, uh hits for downloads on that one so but to all of you that listened last week thank you so much to all of you that listened this week thank you again we do have our sports offensive trivia question of the week and that is uh three actually it's four i put the wrong it's not three it's four sorry about that four teams have made the nfl postseason despite a losing record can you name them mm. and I actually, I guess I need to, I need to open the notes on the long line so I can take the block out. I, I, I know one of them already. One of them's very recent. Actually, a couple yeah. of them are very recent, and then yeah. two of them are from the same year. And just to help everybody out, because otherwise, I mean, these are this is a hard enough question as it is. Two of the teams come from a strike-shortened year. I won't tell you which strike-shortened year, but two of them come from a strike-shortened year, which allowed few enough games that you know someone with an under 500 record could still get in. Cause you know how, I mean, a lot right. of things are 500, you know, early on. So uh, that, that's what happened there. What day is today? Today's the 15th, 15th. All right. I'm going to find that zone. We don't, I don't need it right now here. Anyway, if you know that question, feel free to call into the show. We love our, our callers. 929-477-3204. Again, our number here is 929-477-3204. Let's go ahead and jump into the chaos between MMA and boxing. 
which uh, we've kind of talked more about recent weeks than we had before. And I kind of love the topic. I think that they are both sports that are that should be on your radar. They are interesting. So Dana White and uh, the Golden Boy Productions, uh, Mr. Oscar De La Hoya, who was always one of the most fun people to, to box in Fight Night 4. I guess they're having a little bit of a tiff. Yeah, they're having a huge tiff. Um, Oscar went on ESPN actually on uh, first take last week. Kind of bad mouth um, Dana White. And um, Dana White came on this week and pretty much just took down Oscar, like you wouldn't believe. Called him an idiot, a moron, a cocaine addict. Um, basically said with the, uh, the Mayweather what? and McGregor fight, <laughs> Oscar was telling people it's going to it's gonna destroy boxing. Don't watch it. Is Oscar a cocaine hit? He, Dana says, I'll take a drug test. Let him take a drug test and let's see. <laughs> and you were talking about people that used, these two guys used to be friends a couple years ago. Wow. And why isn't Dana White taking drugs? <laughs> I think that's a little more concerning. That might be the more pressing issue. That's the story out of all this. And all that's that, what, that's the story. What is, what is a rich person, why is a rich person not high? Why are we not covering this as the top story? <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> um, now, do you do you think they're trying to drive more revenue? Well, we've got uh, Canelo Tyson tonight, or Rocky Canelo and Ty, or Rocky tonight, which uh, uh, Golden Boy Productions. He went up and did a press conference, and basically, uh, Oscar didn't even take down any notes who the fighters, the undercard even was, and it came down about um, uh, he looked like an idiot pretty much, and. Um, <laughs> Basically, uh, Oscar's saying that Dana White doesn't pay his undercards enough money, but Dana White pretty much came out and said, I got it all on the records here. I'll show you what I pay my guys and what you don't pay your guys. <laughs> so, I mean, Dana White pays out, you know, a couple million to the undercard, where Oscar pays out about, you know, 95000 to the undercard. The, uh, the golden boy has become Don King. He's done something, I know. I mean, HBO has made Golden Boy Productions, and there, there's enough Scott, uh, Scott Affirm, or Affirm, or uh, I think his name is. Um, I'm, I'm, I lost my internet connection here. Well, so. I, um, oh, you should connect to Nate's. Well, I don't want to screw the show up here. That's why I have my, my Jetpack on. For oh, some okay. reason, I just lost the signal. Oh, weird. But, um, so, uh, but he made Golden Boy Productions. Oscar's just the face of it. He's not really the businessman behind it. Who is? Uh, I think it's Scott Afram or Afram. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I find it interesting because a couple, I don't know if that was last week or two weeks ago that we said something about somebody trying to revive boxing. I think that. Oscar, that, that was me. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I remember. And it was, uh, it was ESPN putting on Saturday, Friday night and Saturday night fights, and CBS Sports putting on Friday night yeah. and Saturday night fights. Oh, yeah, that was what I was talking about when Jeff Foxworthy used to say that you knew it was late when you saw two white guys boxing on ESPN. Oh, exactly. So, or playing, exactly. or there's a foosball tournament on. <laughs> oh, I'd watch a foosball tournament. That's way bad. They used to put them on. I'm not good. At, I'm not any good I, at foosball, but I mean, <laughs> they're going to put the spelling bee on ESPN. Yeah. What can't you put Didn't on ESPN? Didn't you and I have some runs at a bar a couple times? I think we did. Oh, yeah. I'm 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 a, I'm a good foosball player. I am, but when, I am too. When when um when when I get together with Nick and then my my friend from Binghamton, Matt Fazudu, that came out, we actually went to uh, the Candlelight in uh, Wash Park. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't even step on that table with my, I, I, I if I had four hands, I wouldn't step on the table with those guys that were playing. The one I, I actually saw foosball T-shirts. Team USA foosball. A guy had a T-shirt on from a tournament in Germany. Yeah. I mean, I was seeing stuff that you just don't see Damn. anywhere, man. 
Even 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 Nick and Pizzuto were losing to these guys. Really? And they they beat up everyone they play against usually. I unfortunately ne- have not played a ton of foosball because I've only ever had them at bars or the place like that. I have never had a friend with their own table. What I have had more of is uh, the beer pong, which is decidedly less athletic. But, See, now, uh, now I hate yeah. that people call it beer pong. Beer pong is actual ping pong paddles. Oh, you want to call that, it Beirut? Yeah, you have to bomb Beirut. I mean, why not call it bomb Baghdad now or something? <laughs> I mean, that's bomb what the, the real Baghdad. game is. I, mean, I don't only call the reason I called it uh, beer pong is because that's what everybody else was calling it. See, but yeah, I, I have seen. I saw beer pong on Beer Fest that movie mm-hmm. and then i was like oh that's what beer pong is i'm so. actually pretty damn good at beer pong and beirut <laughs> beer pong is an art form with a ping pong yeah title. beer pong yeah. i think i would enjoy although oh, i can see the, the more drunk you get the harder that game would get whereas beer uh, beirut is not hard to play but i'll never forget on my graduation i think it was my graduation party it might have been a different party but i, I think it was graduation party where rigner and the hose got on the same team and it was three on we were playing three on three beirut did you just say the hose yeah the throwing hose Hannah Jason and Karen. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's, 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 that's what we started calling them throwing hoes. I, I think that's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> and uh, all I remember is that they played for, I think, five or six hours straight. They didn't lose because they just, you know, so they were zoned it. in. And because they were hitting so many shots, they weren't drinking that Which much. Which one is Beirut? Is that the one with the little rings? No, 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 no. This is, is the one where you toss it into the cup. What we, oh, what it we is. now call okay. beer pong. Yeah. It was oh, okay. called Bombay Root before. I see. I see. Beer pong is when you're supposed to actually hit the, the, okay. the glasses that are on so, the corner. So, you know, we played a little bit of beer pong when I was, you know, in high school and college, but our game was beer die. Did you ever play that no, game? No, I never no. played that. Dude, that game is awesome. I do remember playing Asshole and we had the president. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's not nearly as fun as beer die. Beer die is the is best. Is beer die the one where you have the cup in the middle? No, that, that, no that, that's okay. cars, not die. I'll, I'll tell you real quickly. So, beer die, for those of you that want to try an awesome drinking game. So, you have partners, okay? You sit on the ends of the table. You got to have a nice, long table and a table that's not wood because the die is going to beat it up, <laughs> right? You got to have a decent <laughs> surface. So, you have to have a dice, and then you put your cup, arms legs out in front of you, and you fill it up full of beer, okay? Okay. And then you lean back. And you you have to throw the dice underhand, and you're you're trying to sink it in the other team's cup, right? So you but it, there's all these different rules. So like one is you have to throw it at least this high, like arm's length over the head. It has to be that high, right? Um, if it goes up in the air, the other team has to catch it as long as it comes past the end of the table. If they don't catch it, then that's a point for the other team. And you got to play, and you play to five. But so, couldn't you just fling it really far so that you got a point every time? But it has to hit the table. Oh, you have to let it bounce on the it table once and then hit, catch it. Yes, and it has to part. go past the end of the table. Okay, but, on it, the but it has to okay. bounce. Yes, it if it doesn't bounce, bounce, it's not illegal. Correct. Sorry. Now, if it goes up, it hits the table, and it, it's not caught and stays on the table, and it rolls a five, then you have to take a drink. <laughs> Why is it the five? Who knows? Somebody made that up. And it's just one die. It's just one die. Okay. So there's, you know, all sorts of rules. If you, uh, yeah, I mean, basically you're trying to get the five points. And so, like, if you make it in the cup, that's a point. Um, if you get somebody to drink, it's a point. And if they drop the die, it's a point. Okay. So that's I, how you score. The game I'm trying to think of, we had, you open a whole deck of cards yeah. around a cup. 
and it's like a larger cup. Okay. And there's like two different cards, like like maybe like nines and queens or something like that, where every time one of those comes up, you have to pour a quarter of your cup into the big cup in the middle, or, oh. or like a third, or, or whatever it is. And then once all of those have been dealt, the next person that pulls an ace, I think it is, has to drink the cup in the middle. Oof. And I will never forget one time I was playing, and thankfully I didn't get didn't have to drink it because I don't think I could have. It was a mixture of wine, beer, uh, a mixed drink, and then like another beer. And I just thought that's the nastiest sounding thing. That that sounds like somebody in rugby that had that lost and had to shoot the boot. Oh, I man. mean, dingleberry. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. put everything in the boot, and you got to. I mean, uh, I've seen some some boot shooting that that rivals anything. That was man. the day Mark woke up in the neighbor's house, and his shoes were hanging from the uh, <laughs> telephone wires. No, I didn't drink that thing. That's what I'm saying. I was sp- I was spared. My life was spared. So, you know, thank God it was it wasn't me because I'd have been puking. Can you everywhere. imagine? My friends were so mean, dude. On your on your 21st birthday, you had to do just the grossest shots. You know, whatever somebody bought for What's you. What's the one where you wring out the bar towel into a cup? Oh, I've never seen that one, actually. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Well, there was one <laughs> called a dead Mexican goat, and it was uh, tequila, milk, and... Uh... Stop. Don't want to hear the rest of it. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> You're making me ill. Oh, it was terrible. Milk terrible. Or Three Wise Men. JP knows that one, right? Where it's Jim, Jack, and Johnny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the oh, yeah. So scotch and whiskey together. Oh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. That doesn't sound very good scotch, either. Scotch, whiskey, bourbon. Yeah, one of each. Wow. Oh, bourbon. I thought bourbon was whiskey, no? He is bourbon. Or no, I'm sorry. Bourbon is whiskey. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because you said Jack Daniels, right? Mm-hmm. And that's bourbon. That's that's bourbon. Bourbon whiskey. So then, which one's which? What's the other one? I mean, well, Johnny Walker is obviously Jack is. Daniels is whiskey. Bourbon is the is the uh, Jim Beam. Okay, okay. So it's bourbon whiskey. So it's two kinds of whiskey. In so, there. Yeah, and then Johnny is the Scotch. Yeah, yeah, Johnny's great. I was I was hoping to have uh, enough extra money on the side to get my uh, stepdad a bottle of Johnny Walker to drink with him out there. Yeah, I might I might be able to still be able to do it, which is always fun. Some of the Blue Label or uh, green? some Blue Label. Some green uh, label. I could dream about the blue label, but no, I'm most. Now you could probably do the green label. Yeah, or you can do a, a step up from the black. Is the uh, like the ninety year or ninety nine? What do they call it? Ninety something. Uh, Reserve. Bit, it's like an aged one. Yeah. Yeah. And that one, but it's not crazy expensive. It's like a hundred and thirty bucks, or yeah. it was. What's the green label? That's like one eighty, isn't it? Two hundred something like that. Yeah, I could somewhere see that. Huh? What's the yeah. black? Is like seventy. I think it's under a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And then the blue is like what four hundred or six hundred? At least five, I think. Yeah. At least five. Yeah. I know that that's that's the kind of thing that where if I ever have a real good run in Vegas, like hopefully in about six weeks from now. It's like the Pappy JP. Have you ever had the Pappy? I don't think I've had the Pappy. Oh. Do you remember what kind of vodka it was you bought a shot all of us in Vegas at one time? It was real smooth vodka. I bought it? Yeah, you bought one for everybody. Oh, it was potato vodka. Um, shoot, I forget which one that I was. It was. I think it was like 20 or 22 at, bucks a shot. Were you at Red Square? Yeah. Because I, I remember doing a $30 shot of vodka. I think it was a $40 shot, yeah. to correct <laughs> you. You and I. We, yeah. Out of the ice luge, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> and that's great. With the ice luge is yeah. great because I mean nothing makes vodka better JP, than me. It's just JP cold. So this guy, we we're walking around the casino. I mean we're already half half cocked. Half. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
I'm just following. I'm entertained at this moment because I'm watching him play roulette, and it, it is the most entertaining thing to watch because we just kind of like scope the whole floor. You just kind of do a couple laps until you feel good about a table, and then I think you know you're looking for like a trend, right? Aren't yeah, you looking, looking, for a trend? looking for a trend? So he walks up to the table and he's always cash, man, and it's just hundred bucks on black or red outside play. I love watching it. It's just so it's exciting. It's the best way to play a roulette. Yeah. By far. Yeah, I agree. Although when you see that one person who sits down and hits their number like three times in an hour, you're like, how did you do that? Quadrants. Yeah, quadrants. You play the quadrants. Somebody yeah. from AC. There, I'm, I mean, you can do something yeah. that way. I'm like, I've seen people who just put on numbers. and Random numbers and they keep hitting it. And you're like, yeah. how do you do that? I, I will never forget one time I went with my uh, North Rim Grand Canyon folks. And as Nate said, I used to have a rim job and I went to Vegas and we were getting ready to get up from a roulette table when my buddy Rand says, Hey, let's throw on double zero before we go. I was like, Oh, okay. So we threw like a five or each on double zero damn thing hit. I couldn't believe it. Like we made back all of our money from, we'd been sitting there for an hour and a half. Although that was also the same trip where Randall, uh, it was, it's crazy. His name is Rand Errol is his first and middle name. Yeah. So if you, so we also call him Randy because it's Rand E. You know that was great. And then so it was him, Sexy D, and Q, and all of us were at the table playing roulette, and they literally had to keep moving the towel from one of us to the other because we kept spilling our drinks until they finally said they wouldn't give us any more drinks, and then we ended up leaving the table. Yeah. But I think we spilled at least seven drinks <laughs> on that poor felt. So they probably replaced that bad boy. So. Anyway, you know, hey, take sticking it to the man. Yeah, you, know? you cost them some money. I love it. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure they're still hurting from uh, from the expenditure. So, on to baseball. Before we hit fantasy football, Bryce Harper sweepstakes. Is this not the? Uh, this is this is wild. First of all, at this point in Alex Rodriguez's record-breaking deal of the time. He was already signed and doing publicity for the team. Things Bryce are Harper a little different. Signed. Things are a little different these days uh, with free agency. Usually, the work does get done during the winter meetings, which is a little unusual that there's this many big names still out there to be signed. Have any big names? Well, signed? well I'll tell you what. This happened last year, and is a new trend where the big names are waiting until February. Now, the, the Phillies just signed, um, who would you call it, for 50, which we think is a little bit high, three years for 50. McCutcheon. McCutcheon, yes, thank you. Oh, I didn't see that one. So Andrew got his – he yeah, left the Giants. Yeah, okay. three-year three deal, 50 million 50 bucks. 50 million. Um, I think it's about 10 million more than he's worth at this age. Oh, yeah, I'm a little yeah. concerned. He His drop-off in San Francisco was yeah. was massive. Now, that well, he had one, bad, but he still yeah. had 20 home runs. Yeah, he still had a decent year. But it wasn't, okay. it wasn't like what he did two years no, ago. No, no, no. Right. Yeah. And that's why everybody is you well, know, if you can everybody's get, saying he's a little so bit over. Maybe you're hoping that Phillies are – because I think Nate was right. Earlier this week, Nate said to me, I think the Phillies know that this is their shot because yeah. there is no yeah. good team in that division. The, you know, it looks like the Nationals are plummeting. Uh, the, the Braves, the Atlanta the Braves certainly look tough. Braves are young. And they're the ones but that are open. making the, really the – some of the few moves that have taken place, right? right? They signed Josh Donaldson a couple weeks back. We talked about that. Um, who else did they sign? Think, there was a. Is, what are the odds that maybe that Donaldson stays healthy for the whole year and and really helps that team? 
You know, I think they can get 100 games out of him, and I think if they get 100 games out of him, they get their money's worth as long as he's, yeah. you know, productive. But No, I hope so. I, I love Donaldson. He was one of those players that I loved in fantasy baseball before other people liked him. Yeah. You know, when he was playing for the A's, and no one believed that he, he was He was always good. a top-notch player in our, in our league. He was like the type of player that fit well into the, the our scoring system or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I, I'm not. I, I would love to see the Phillies and Braves have another down to the wire battle. These aren't yeah. the Braves that I hated with a with a white hot passion of a million suns oh. back when they had Glavin and Maddox and Bobby Smoltz Cox and, on the bench. Oh, coach, Bobby, oh. what a Cox he was. He was, and uh, it was just this team is totally different. <laughs> they are. They you know, are. I what was the team. controversial guy? The young pitcher they had. Oh, John Rocker. John, John Rocker. Rocker. Like the, the phenom of a year and a half or so. I think yep. I was short-lived, and then that whole thing imploded. Because he couldn't control the ball. Right. He went to the Yankees, or his mouth. was it? And then that's when he got uh-huh. in, Or his mouth. Or his it was, mouth. It was, right. in, it was in New York he got in trouble, right? It was yeah. like uh, it was New York Post or something. Oh, yeah. So you don't want to do stuff like that in New York City because that's on the back page of the Post as soon as it goes out. Yeah, and people <laughs> yeah. in New York actually pay attention to the yeah, <laughs> right. quotes. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they still have papers that go out twice a day there. <laughs> Can you imagine? Getting a paper twice a day? Yeah. But how, That's just how big the damn city is. How do you have time to read it? <laughs> I mean, it's great. I think it's great to hear that people are actually paying attention to news, but that's yeah. just, man, that's hard. Guys, I got breaking news real quick. I'm not sure if anybody else uh, heard this on their phones, but Carson Wentz is officially ruled down for tomorrow. That was the rumor. It was the rumor. The week, but it, yeah, so now you know, folks. So yeah. if you're setting your lineups, you know what? And JP, I know this is going to hurt you to the depths of your soul. But Dak Prescott is not a bad streaming pickup this week. I no, think I, no, can, no, no, no. I've thought about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Josh Allen's another one. Josh Allen's playing, playing very the Raiders? Well. Is Dallas playing the no, Raiders? No, they are playing Indy, and they are a three-point underdog. Oh, that's right. The Cowboys Ooh. are a three-point underdog against Indy right Makes now. Makes sense. Yeah. Indy's got a good secondary, and Luck is playing well. So mm-hmm. I could, I could Although not the, the last Cowboys. couple weeks. They got shut out By three Jacksonville. weeks ago, Six and nothing. then they didn't look great last week mm-hmm. either. I mean, they, oh, I guess I'm thinking more of a fantasy perspective. They did come back, but, they still, but yeah. they still lose. No, I, yeah. I, I've been looking at Dak because I've got Baker or Cousins, and this is going to be my. I'm going to bring this up in fantasy, and I'll probably wait for that. I, I don't think Baker's a bad play, man. Denver's down. You got to go Baker. Two safe, yeah. two two corners or whatever, and, and yeah. safety. So, boy, I, yeah, it's not a bad play. I mean, it all all comes down to do the Broncos get pressure today? Exactly. If Vaughn and Chubb can hurry Baker consistently, he'll make mistakes. If they don't, yeah, yeah. he won't. I'm kind of hoping for the latter because I want the Browns to get out ahead and run the ball with Chubbs nonstop. So, uh, or Chubb. It's probably not Chubbs, right? It's, it's just Chubb. Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. 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 We got, Chubb, Chubb, Chubb. And we've got, you know, you remember the things from the fan, you know, they talk about, give me one Chubb, you know, one <laughs> Chubb only. You know? yeah. <laughs> but we've got a Chubb on both sides today. Yes, we do. We've got Nick and we've got, uh, what the heck is his name Nate. for the Broncos? Nate Chubb. Or is it, is it not Nate. Nate. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, for the Broncos. Bradley Chubb. Uh, Brad, Brad Chubb. Thank sorry. you. My Thank bad. you. I'm, I'm sitting next to the Nate dog over here. That's why he's like, I, Nate, I'm, I'm Nate and I have a Chubb. Well, there you go. It's always, it's always a positive. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. When you say you have a Chubb, or, or, what are we talking about here? Sorry for everyone on radio. Give me a Chubb. One Chubb. Only one job only. <laughs> you know what? I hope somebody's not calling in because I forgot to put my thing over on the blog talk screen because I was going to text at uh, ESPN. Again, if you do want to call in, folks, we, we would be happy to take your opinions. Or if you got some questions about fantasy, 
Yeah. Be, we'd love to chat about that. Uh, 929-477-3204. Again, 929-477-3204. So, so we, oh, go ahead. no, I'm sorry. I just wanted to jump in real quick because we were talking about Bryce Har- Harper. Yeah. I, I heard out of the winter meetings that his agent says instead of waiting, if someone wants, wants to make a deal now, he's ready to make a deal. Well, I think Boris knows how to manipulate the market. Yeah. So that's what he's doing here. We talked about man, JP. This fight, man, that's like two, three years ago. You and I talked about this on the show, which was would he be the first five hundred million dollar man? Exactly. And at the time, remember that was that year he had his MVP season. Yeah. So the guy was just a mm-hmm. monster. And mm-hmm. you're like, my God, he's twenty three and he's he's dominating the league. This guy's going to be a ten year. That, that was our first year on the air. Yeah. And then, boy, he has he has done nothing but hurt his stock. He really has. So, but front runner they're saying is the Phillies. Yeah, it goes Phillies, I think White Sox, then Yankees. When did they sign McCutcheon? McCutcheon got signed on Tuesday? Yeah. I think it was Tuesday early Tuesday in the week. Wednesday. I mean, early in the week, yeah. Are these, Nate, Nate, are all these pens out in the, on the table here for us to use? Yes. Is that what those are for? Well, I, I really appreciate you giving us like six of these Sharpie markers. I just grabbed a handful. <laughs> I know, man. I'll tell you yeah. what. Uh, plum, I, I, got, I just picked up the Plum Pros. So I, we got problems under the. I'm gonna make sure I like use the gas station down the road here. Or <laughs> plumber pros or just plum? They're the ones that put in pros. my air conditioner last summer. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of plums. I was thinking maybe they were like a roto root. I got a new know? air conditioner. So yeah, well, they, we should turn it on now because it's freaking hot in here. Is it? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, it's nice outside. The first day, it's not been freezing cold in about a week and a half. Yeah, right, we're gonna hit fifty-eight today, sixty tomorrow. That's nice. wonderful because yeah, that's, that's it, it's been a weird it's been a weird winter out here, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been super super dry. Yeah, I mean real dry and just really cold. And we didn't usually get that. It was like it gets cold when it snows, and then after, especially after it would snow for yeah. like two days, and then the rest of the time it's it's warm and sunny. So it's been kind of a it's been different. Like you know, it's it's not comfortable to be outside. You need we were, to make your mind up. You're either hot or you're cold. You're hot. You're cold. <laughs> I'd like to be no. medium. I know. <laughs> it sounds I like you. the change is coming over there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why <we're, laughs> that's why we're looking for the chub. You know? Chub, chub, chub. I, chub we, were at the, we went to the chub, Four Noses chub. Brewery last night, and yeah. it was so funny because, uh, you know, the last time I had been there with, uh, I won't use actual names, but uh, Buddy from Lafayette and Buddy from Arvada, and Buddy from Arvada did his typical, you know, out after about an hour or so, and then the uh, Lafayette buddy and me, kept on drinking and i live really close to this place i mean i probably live maybe a minute and a half driving you know which i probably shouldn't have been driving anyway but i was i realized when i got home i was pretty loaded you know sometimes you're like thank god those are back roads and i'm driving real slow and really ridiculously scared of getting pulled over so you don't make a mistake right (laughs) (laughs) but you know what unfortunately that's when it's the most obvious you're driving drunk though (laughs) probably probably (laughs) don't drive drunk man no i I, don't trust trust me i'll call you a cat i got i just you know it's one of those things where you don't quite notice it until you're on the driving and you're like oh i'm a lot more loaded than i felt like when i was just sitting there talking you know, especially because this buddy and I, are, you know, we get along really well and then we get kind of animated. So you get kind of like, you know, get that fun rolling kind of thing going. And uh, so we were all at this, this brewery last night. And actually, and Nate came to this one as as well as our uh, Westminster buddy came as well. I so. said to myself, actually, kind of a kind of steward of beer. Absolutely. Yeah. And they had some good ones there. I, I really recommend the uh, BOP. 
And uh, Anderson also said the raspberry blonde was good. And yeah. you guys were drinking the pineapple milkshake. Milkshake. So Ooh, there some, you go. They got some uh, very <clears throat> creative flavors there, yes, and and very do. tasty. Yep. And they're completely. Uh, you can bring dogs, which is like my favorite yeah, part of that place. Cool. Downside is they are not nearly big enough. But you know what? You probably want to always make sure that you're always packed, right? So go yeah. smaller and be packed, and that helps drive word of mouth and everything. And uh, I've never seen a table empty there in terms of inside. No. So we all sat down outside, which was crazy cold, and we ended up not staying very long. And part of the reason, and I was all actually worried about that, telling you yesterday, I got to get out of there early so I'm not loaded. Got to come down here this you know, today. <laughs> I got to be sharp. And it was so funny because my Lafayette buddy told me that he's like, oh, I won't be staying really long today anyway. And I was I was kind of confused. I was like, boy, there's anybody who likes to stay and, and keep drinking. It's this guy, you know, let's just chat and drink. And apparently his lady laid into him Uh-oh. when he got home from that last time we were out there. And she's like, did you drive home? And I guess he was just, yeah, I guess he was just torn up. <laughs> and so he got in a lot of trouble for being super loaded and driving. And, you know, Lafayette is, is not a long ways from Four Noses, but it's a good well, that's probably what, eight miles? And by the way, for any police officers that might be listening right now, we are just kidding about all this. This, this is, is just completely a, just These are just anecdotes. This, 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 is this stuff happened years ago. Yeah, hypothetical. Years ago. Anyway, we had a good time. It was a really good bruise, but uh, we were all successfully out of there by about, by, it was probably like 6 o'clock maybe, or 5.30, 6? Yeah. I think I got home at 5.30, so yeah. we know it, that was a short run for us. Of course, we all get off work at 3.30 or 3, so that, yeah. that helps. But uh, anyway, just goes to show you when it's cold and you're sitting outside and you've only got a light jacket. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of like, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here because there's nowhere else to sit. I had a hoodie on and a winter down jacket and I was cold. So. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah. I was a little bit cold in my, in my, my, my whatever you call that uh, sweat jacket. Or yeah, I mean, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't really temperature wise. It wasn't that bad. It was that cold wind. Yeah, the wind was constant. It was coming night. off the mountains, man. Ooh, that was an icy biting. Icy, icy biting wind. <laughs> Bitey, icy biting icy wind. Reminds me of how wind. I always am taking a, long, a heavier jacket when I go out to California for the winter, not because it's cold, but because when you go to the bay, you get the wind that has the, the water in it. Yeah. Man, that wind is cold when it's yes, got water in it. it is. And living in Colorado, right, we never experience that. And, uh, so it's a, it's a different experience. And, you know, for a person like me that rarely gets cold, uh, boy, I tell you what, walking Pier 39 and you don't have a proper jacket, it's freaking freezing. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I have heard rumor that the Dodgers are actually clearing space to try to sign Bryce Harper. They are not considered as high of a candidate because they really want to get uh, Corey Kluber. And they may, but they're saying that they might be able to get both of them if they were to trade. So they got Verdugo in their minor system, which is considered one of the best hitters in the minors. Right. They've got a glut of outfield talent, right? So they've got Chris Taylor, who can also play second. They've got Kiki Vanderway, who's been an exceptional guy and for them short. for a couple of years. They've got, oh, who was that? Oh, Taylor. Taylor can play short, yeah, too. Probably play anywhere, honestly. You've He's got athlete. Yeah. You've got Cody Bellinger. Who's you know a stud obviously two years in. He's first base though, right? No, Muncie plays first base. Oh, Muncie. Yeah. And especially when they get if they get Corey Seager back, Muncie will be for sure at first base. Yeah. And then you've got uh, they've also got Jordan Peterson, or not Jordan Peterson, uh, uh, Jock Peterson. Yep. Uh, and no. Jock Peterson has actually blossomed into a very dependable leadoff hitter. 
he walks a lot and he hits home runs. And that really has worked for their team the last two years, mm-hmm. him and Kiki kind of swapping back and forth, especially when Corey Seager went out. It is. It's kind of an unconventional approach to the leadoff position, mm-hmm. but uh, you've seen a lot of more, a lot more teams taking it, you know, judge batted second a lot last year. Uh, you see a lot of these boppers moving up the lineup to get them more at bats, you right. know, more chances to yeah. hit, more chances to get a home run and a home run is an automatic run as opposed yeah. to anything Baseball else. Baseball has definitely changed, man, in the last 20 years with the oh. shift and uh, the way the pitchers are used. You know, it's just fascinating. The way pitchers are used is crazy. Yeah. There was actually talk of banning the shift at the winter meetings. I read I, that, yeah. I, there should be. There should be talk of it because, you know, I don't know. I, I read an article a long time ago, and this is probably about a year or two ago, on, on the shift. Um, forget who wrote it, but basically in a nutshell, they, you know, they had been doing some research for – you know, a little short amount of time. It was a small sample size, but it really didn't have, there wasn't a huge advantage basically is what it boiled down to, um, which I find hard to believe. There's it a just, reason they're doing it. Yeah. It just seems like, yeah. And then I, I think that you should have to play in like a certain area. If you're second base, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I don't like, like that rule. <laughs> I just don't like the shift at all. Well, I'll tell you what, here's, here's what, these are major league baseball players and hitters. If they put the shift on you, drop your shoulder, hit it in opposite field. Bunt. Yeah, or bunt. 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 Some, do something. Bunt down the third base. If That's you know the... they're doing the shift, just do something. If just say, hey, you know or what? Choke, gonna... Yeah, choke way up on the bat <laughs> and, and, and step into it and hit. I mean, come on. Half of my team in softball can hit the opposite field anytime they want. You're telling I me used that to be able to do it. Can't I, do it? I could do it at 12 years old anytime I want. Or <laughs> hit the ball in the air. Yeah. Well, I think that's because a lot of times what it is is it's mostly big time hitters like boppers, and yeah. it's like, well, yeah, if we can get them to ground it. Now we can get them. Yeah. And I, I I understand what you're saying, but I think one of the biggest rules of baseball has always been you could literally play all nine guys in the infield if you wanted to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, eight people, I guess, because the catcher has to be where he is. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like you can you could say, oh, we want to play a rover instead of a shortstop. But technically, the catcher is in the infield. So yeah, he is. Yeah. Is he? He's outside <laughs> the lines though, isn't he? Well, all the players are kind of, uh, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, he's, he's good, in, he is, the batter's box is there, and then there's another box for the catcher's behind box. it. Yeah. Right. Okay, so yeah, so he probably is in the, he's <laughs> in the infield. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but I will say in the World Series last year or the playoffs, boy, almost every time you saw a left-handed gra- a guy ground out, it was hitting it to that uh, second baseman who was playing on the grass yep. just past the infield, pulled over towards first base. Yep. So Then move the second baseman over there. Uh, well, that's fine. I, yeah, you could do that too. They're they're usually taking the third baseman and they're moving the third base. I've seen where they. Oh, I move. thought you leave the third baseman there and you move the shortstop. Or maybe over. that's what it is. They're moving the shortstop yeah. over. Because if you move, if you took the third baseman completely out, then they would just bunt. But they keep him in like he was almost you at know, short. He, he's basically at shortstop. Yeah. Yeah. But and how often do you see a left-hander hit over there? Not often. Yeah. No. I, hitting that that kind of hitting is kind of a lost art, maybe. I don't know if it's a lost art necessarily, but certainly don't see it like you used to. You know, you right. had guys like Kirby Puckett and Tony Gwynn and those and Wade Boggs and Tony Mattingly. Is a great example. Those guys, those guys were great hitters, man, and that was their deal. Yeah, Wade Boggs, dude, that guy was incredible. He would he, he would bat three eighty, you know, and and it was all about you know hitting the, hitting the gap. George Brett, yep. he was fantastic. Yep. Rod Carew, yes. 
all course, those. There's a lot of great hitters. We could we could go on for a long time. Yeah, we could. But those are recent. Those are relatively recent hitters. Yes. And they're yeah. all great gap ball hitters. They knew where the open spot was, and they could hit yeah. it there. Yep. Yeah, amazing. Uh, so what else is going on? Where do you think? What What are the rumors on Manny Machado? Are uh, I haven't heard much. I, I since heard the, the Yankees dropped. I heard the Phillies were the front when, runner on him on. too. When, when did you hear the Yankees drop down? Because I heard the Yankees not, got not over the Phillies. Out. I heard that Cashman was was bothered enough by his comments about not hustling that he wasn't okay. sure that they wanted to sign him. Because the, the last money. the thing I heard yesterday was um, this came out of the winter meetings is Machado wants to play for the Yankees. Now, if the Yankees don't want him, or if that's the case, I didn't hear that. If he's willing to drop his price a little bit and go to the Yankees and not make him break the bank for him, then I think he would go. So but, then what do they do? Do they play him at third? Who plays third for the Yankees? Is it, was well, it Andahar? Yeah, who had a very so good year. They're, trying, they're trying to trade Andahar. They've been trying for about yeah. two weeks. Because so, I've heard that the Dodgers are trying to trade both Kemp and uh, Puig. And may try and trade Bellinger if it if it helps to get I don't, open up room and money. I don't understand Camp. I mean, they're not going to get anything for him. I think their thought is that they're paying him, and they want to get his contract. I, su- off the I suppose. Yeah. And Camp had a nice first half. I'm last not year. saying he, he do well for the. I'm not saying he know. can't help someone because I think he can. Yeah, but he's but not worth big money or big no. Value. He's not worth anything. No, the bro. trade would yeah. now the trade market would be for Verdugo. But you would include Kemp or Puig in there to open up spots in the outfield yeah. to bring in Bryce yeah. Harper. Uh, Puig would be – he certainly has value. I think there's mm-hmm. you know, 20, 25 teams out there that would Dude, be interested in Puig that guy. was amazing in the playoffs last year. People can say whatever they want. The guy's defense was on point, yeah. and the guy's hitting was fantastic last year. I mean, yeah. he was a reason the Dodgers were even in the World Series at all. Yep. It was because of him. And, uh, well, we really ticked off your dogs, man. What do they got going on? I can hear them barking like crazy. <laughs> they want in, you know. They want, to, they want to voice their opinion, too. Makes sense. I mean, you know, we got a doggy mic. We can get that going yeah. for them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, but, yeah, so Yankees are dangling Andahar. And now both the Dodgers and the Yankees also want Real Muto from the Marlins. So that's, the- a, that's a big-time competition because they both – both the Yankees and Dodgers look at the Red Sox and say, we're both, we're good teams, but the Red Sox are so freaking loaded yeah. that it's, we've, we've got to have an offense that, that will never score less than four runs in a game. I think the Marlins were asking for the Taj Mahal and the guest house in that trade though. So I don't think they were going to get much. I think they've and come the concubine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they've come down off their uh, ledge a little bit from what I hear uh, with the talks, but I still think that uh, Rio Muto stays in uh, Miami. How great would it be to see him go somewhere where he had protection in the lineup? I mean, that guy's a good hitter. He is a good hitter, and he's also a fantastic catcher. Yeah. He's yep. a good athlete because he can play anywhere. You know, there right. was a couple games last year where they had to play him in the infield and the outfield. and Yeah, he's a good athlete. He can Right, he runs well. That begs that question that you have come up all the time, which is how long should you let someone catch? Like with Joe Maurer, it looks like they they left him at catcher too long. I Posey's think it depends. That way. I think it depends on the athlete. You know, it just seems like no one's knees can take it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I think guy, there's still guys like Pudge, you know, that are a little bit shorter stature. I think that are you know that are really. But how built. many guys can you think of now besides like maybe Yadier Molina? That are built like him, or that can well, that you think could do maybe are long-term catchers that are still hitting. Not many. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Molina was one. I think Lucroy, I mean, he had a little stretch there. He had a, yeah, he had a real good stretch for five years, but yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's gone now. Back. Is, he even, is he even playing? He is, but I don't know, you know, what he's, if he's startable anymore. You so know? If you t- yeah, the question is, if, if you get Real Muto, are you getting a catcher? You know, or are you getting a, a a first baseman? You know. No, I think that's what everybody wants is a catcher here. You yeah. know, I think that's. And I think he likes both of you guys were catchers. I mean, you liked catching, right? So, oh, I, I mean, loved it. Oh, yeah. Prefer to be the catcher. Yeah. Why not? You're you're in every single play. You it's know what I mean? fun. Makes makes baseball a lot more engaging. Yeah. It is it is taxing though. We played on these traveling teams when I was a kid, and uh, man. You know, you'd play two or three games in a in a day. Yeah. You know, and it was like, oof, after a while, you know. And baseball season is not generally the cold weather season. So yeah, no, yeah. especially in South Dakota. Is it? Do you sweat like a hog? Oh man, ninety-seven and ninety-five <laughs> humidity. Are you so it? It's, it's so cold that when it snows, it never melts until the summer. Yep. And in the summer, it's ninety-five degrees with ninety-five percent humidity. Yeah. How do they convince people to live there? I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I think it's more like 65% the humidity. Uh, it's still horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I've never lived in deep humidity because I've either lived in California, but Central Valley, yeah. or here. But I tell you what, when I went to Chicago and I walked off that plane into the, just a wet wall of water. searing heat. and Yeah. I, could, I mean, that was at nighttime, so it wasn't so bad. And thankfully, yeah. the next day, it was much better. But I was like, are you kidding me? You walked out and like you had you could see water droplets on your skin. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's horrible. How do people live through you could that? have poached an egg on your forehead? I can probably do that most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's hard to do. I remember I mean when I was just back in PA, I mean it it was it was fifty, have 50 degrees when you were in in Jersey. It was fifty degres and it was for me it was freezing. Yeah, because it was such wet and water. It was o- yeah. overcast. The sun barely came out when I was back. There. All right, let me reel you guys back in. Let's. We've kind of been talking some uh, scenarios. Let's talk about some of the things that actually have happened yep. in baseball. Um, Dodgers signed Joe Kelly. Uh, badly needed end of the bullpen strength. Mm-hmm. You know, some uh, 97, hopefully 98 that, Hopefully he can, you want him to be that eighth inning guy now, and you can move Baez to the seventh. Because we've seen with what that seven eight nine, you got that seven eight nine, you got a dominating bullpen. Kelly's really blossomed into a nice reliever. And he was a starter before. He was for a couple for years, and he just, or... just couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, a lot of Cardinals, guys. Cardinals. That's yeah. right. Well, you know, a lot of starting pitchers, you move into the bullpen like Smoltz, right? Suddenly, you know, they can just unleash it for yep thirty pitches. I Justin Bohr goes to the Angels. I love that signing. I didn't even know he was a free agent. That's yeah, huge. I love that sign. It protects Poolhouse for another year. You know, gets gives him a chance to hit one more season. Well, and you and I in fantasy baseball, you know, we're pretty in, engrossed in our fantasy baseball, and that is an unheralded, unappreciated player, in my opinion. I agree. That yeah. guy is a stud hitter. He is. He's know? very good. Uh, so I was disappointed as a Twins fan. I was I was really hoping with the loss and retirement of Joe Maurer that the Twins would try to go after him. I thought he would be a great fit in Minnesota. Uh, I know he's kind of a hunter and a fisherman and that kind of stuff, so I think he <laughs> would appealing. dig it. Um, well, the, the question is, does Minnesota have any money this spend? Oh, yeah. They, they have should. A, they have they, a they should. They're loaded. Yeah. And they, Not the question of, do they have it? Will they, will they, will they, they spend, spend it? it. I, because, the, yes. yeah, the Twins, I feel like they have, they have a window, and I feel like they've kind of stepped back. 
and said, eh. "Well, now you guys got me all excited." So let's—I <laughs> mean, just quickly, the Twins. So I do think they're going to fly under the radar this year. I think the starting pitching is could be pretty good. Um, you know, I think you've got a guy like Michael Panetta. You know, he is a real wild card, right? Coming off uh, Tommy John, you know, and but when he's on. Oh I mean, yeah, the Yankees and the Mariners. When he when he could play, he was he fantastic. Was now he has a big injury history. Are most of these injuries arm injuries or other injuries? It was always that same elbow. I think two elbow surgeries now. Okay, so maybe this maybe this corrects the problem. He can actually maybe he's a good possibly. When did he have Tommy John? Well, he it would have been about fifteen to seventeen months ago, something like that. Okay. A year and a half ago, I suppose. So maybe like June. Yeah, so he came back. Well, he was going to come back in September, but then he had a knee injury. So they were just going to pitch him out of the bullpen, you know, down the stretch just to kind of, you know, give him some work and stuff. But uh, I think he's a real wild card. And if he get, if he can give him 150 innings, I think, wow, he could be, you know, a 12 to 15 win guy. He'd be a James Paxton. Yeah, so I think he's good. I think Barrios takes another step forward uh, and in his consistency, and he's more Let's of a hope. 15 win guy, um, you know. And I think you've got a guy like Kyle Gibson flying under the radar too, you know. He's a very good pitcher, kind of uh, your Greg Maddox type control guy. He's not yeah. a flashy strikeout guy. Just do worry about the Twins, like both Barrios and Byron Buxton, same kind of player in terms of. They should be superstars, and they're not. They're not taking that last step forward. This is this is Buxton's break, make or break year, in my opinion. You think they get rid of him if he doesn't do it this year? Yeah. Now, wouldn't it be something to see him go somewhere else? Well, it happens. <laughs> it happens to the Twins all the time. Right. You know, they had Carlos Gomez, and he couldn't do crap in Minnesota, and then he went to Milwaukee and blew up for a couple of years, and. I forgot about him. Yeah, they've had a bunch of guys go other places and do well. But they've also had, you know, David Ortiz. You know, they could have had him. <laughs> and then Justin Moore, no, he was a great player. But he had the con- – was it the concussion that yeah. derailed him for like two years? He was an MVP. Yeah, he oh, won he really? an MVP, yes. Wow, yeah, remember that year when it was him and Maurer? And, yep. Or like that one weird year where Maurer came back, played half a year, hit like 25 homers. Almost 30 homers, And you're yeah. like, oh, we finally he's finally opened up the power. It never hit like more than 15 ever again. Nope. Just It's, it's kind of like, uh, who was another player that did that? I was trying to think. Uh, Brady Anderson. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was juice weirdness. Yeah, yeah. that 50 home run year, and you're yeah. just like, who? I mean, we all knew who Brady Anderson was, but it's like, that's a leadoff hitter. Why is he hitting 50 homers? Yeah. That's just, Juice. I don't know. Yeah, or just guys are just locked in. Maybe maybe some guys, you know, you know when you go play a game, and sometimes you can feel it when you're, like, warming up. You're like, oh, I'm really, I, I'm on, man. I'm oh, I'm yeah. ready. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes you're playing, you're like, eh, I don't really feel it right now. Oh, absolutely. Maybe just it's just magical feel it almost every game for a whole year. And that's where these MVP seasons come from, right? Like, well, yeah, Kevin Caminiti had that's that one good, good year. It, yeah. Of course he was admitted to juicing. So yeah. be interesting to go through the MVPs like, uh, you know, next week or the week after like the, the MVPs from the last 20 years and how many of them were juicing. Yeah. You know? A lot. Yeah. A whole lot. <laughs> so maybe you just do the nineties and the two thousands, yeah. you know, 
Um, all right, so quickly, just rounding out the rest of the baseball signings. So you got uh, J.P. Crawford was uh, traded for Gene Segura in, in the Phillies and the Mariners deal there, yep. uh, which that I think is a good move. Me. Good move for both teams. I really do think Segura is much more polished, and I do think J.P. Crawford does become a fantastic hitter, but needs to be on a team where he's going to play all the time and where he doesn't have a ton of pressure on him. So I think that's a good fit yeah. for both teams. And we all know he didn't he didn't produce last year. He just yeah. he wasn't the hitter we were Segura expecting. Segura is going to be a beast in Philly. A beast. Mark my words. He will be a top Especially three. Especially if he's right before McCutcheon yeah. and uh, Bryce Harper. He'll be a top three, you know, well, shortstop's so stacked. Might be more like top five, but... Um, yeah, shortstop is stacked. We've got things. Santana uh, coming over from the Indians to the Mariners for Edwin and Encarnacion. So a couple of aging Love that for sluggers there. Man. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion going to the Mariners is like uh, Nelson Cruz going there. I think it's just, it's, it's made for hitting long bombs and that's what he kind of player he is. And Carlos Santana, he was the best years were with the Indians. So, yep. yeah, but uh, the Indians also seem like they're jettisoning. I mean, are the Indians, I mean, they won that division going away. Why, why blow everything up like that? They must have talent underneath. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Or they're losing money? Could be. Although it's hard for me to ever believe that a Major League Baseball team loses money, but... Especially if you're winning. Right. Yeah. Right. In a city that loves to go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You think concessions alone, they're making a profit. I mean, they're worse than movie theaters. Yeah, I don't know what their lease is like there. You know, maybe that's, that's the thing. What's the, what's the lease and yeah. who's their concessionaire that the... Because the, they, they only get a percentage uh, of the concessionaire. What do they even call that place Good anymore? Point. I, it I used to be Jacob's that. Field. It I don't, used to be Jacob's. I'm not sure if it is anymore. No, I don't think it is. But they did the right thing. They built it downtown. Yeah, it's right next to the uh, uh, just like Coors Field, where yeah. where Cleveland Cavs play. I can't forget the name of that center right now. Oh, the Quicken Loan Center. Yeah, Quicken Loan Loans. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> stupid name. I know. I hate it. I just hate it. <laughs> it's the Quicken Loan Center because we're going to quick give you a loan, then tear it down. <laughs> we're going to give you a loan that you can't afford, and then uh, foreclose on you uh, two months later. Yeah, so. and put you in a white collar prison. Uh, federal <laughs> pounding in the. <laughs> Right from office space. Yeah, there is no. Uh, I don't want to go to any prison, let alone a pound me in the ass. <laughs> like, oh, we're watching Oz. Oh, sounds good. All right. Uh, let's see. We are at the halfway point, so let's run back to our trivia question for a moment. Do you want to mention uh, Tulo got dropped by the Blue Jays? Yeah, just because. Legs. I mean, he, he was Tulo, a Colorado. He was a Rocky. Tulo. Heavy, heavy legs. Yeah. Heavy legs. Yeah. It was funny. I was listening to the local show the other day and they were talking about how tightly wound he is. Yeah. And how his muscles are just so tightly wound. And that's why he always had these injuries. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. That's wild. It's thought. weird. Kind of. Well, you think, yeah. well, you just not be up. We want to get the trivia question, but think about it with Tiger Woods working out with the damn Navy field. Right. How tightly wound. He wasn't. No, that's happened. a good point. That's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. Too tightly wound, I guess. Yeah. I know this really has nothing to do with it, but for some reason you made me think about it, thinking about different anatomy, you know? I just saw the movie Secretariat for the first time oh, okay. uh, last weekend. Horse. And... <laughs> no, it was the actual movie. It wasn't oh, the porn. And uh, so the movie was, it was good. It wasn't great, but it was, it was kind of cool to see the story and everything. Yeah. So then naturally you go online, you start reading about it, right? Like, yeah. oh, uh, what was... Because, you know, we've all seen his Belmont Stakes races where he won by 30-something lengths oh, or whatever yeah. it was. But I just didn't really know the rest of his career, you know. And I was checking, checking stuff out. But they did say that when he died and they autopsied him, 
that he had a heart that was almost twice the size of a normal heart. Yeah. Now, no one can say for sure that that has anything to do with being a better racehorse. Like, you know, a large heart in a human is actually usually a negative thing, right? Mm. You, people die from it. But they were saying they think it was advantageous for that because it didn't get fatigued fast enough yeah. or as fast as other horses. And that his bloodline has produced um, – he has almost had mostly uh, female air or uh, progeny, but that those females that he sired have given birth to Look a lot this guy. of – Progeny, sire. sired. <laughs> I mean, did you get a – you get a sorry sound this morning and just like start circling words. It's horse hey, man, A lot of words are stuck in here. I gotta get them out. And uh, horse breeding. Yeah, but it was just it was just cool because you just saw how many of his uh, line were were winning triple crown. Not were winning triple crown races, not triple crowns. But I I do think winning that. Yeah, yeah. But the one who won the triple crown was at War of something or a War Man of War or Warhammer. Somebody won a triple crown recently. And that was from a, his bloodline as well. Yeah, so really kind of crazy just to see how it works. You hey, know? Yeah. When, you got, when you got good loins, you got good loins. I think, yeah. yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense though. You know, like it's kind of like the blood <laughs> doping thing that, you know, was going on with the bikers, you know, or the, oh, yeah. uh, the cyclists for a while there. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have a bigger heart, you're probably replenishing the blood a lot quicker because that thing's probably, you know, got some pressure and some, I don't know. It just makes sense. So you, yeah, you probably don't get as fatigued as quick, you know, as quickly as other horses, you know. Right. Yeah. But why in why in people that usually leads to a sudden cardiac death is kind of weird. Because we're about two thousand pounds less than a horse. Why? But why? But why would the bigger heart like run out faster? Why would it die quicker or, or whatever happens to it? We couldn't handle it for whatever reason. Yeah. You know. But it is interesting to think that a, a lot of these guys, animal can. Yeah. a lot of these guys are athletes though that drop dead playing sports, mm-hmm. yeah. like in college or high school. Yeah. And so I mean, it it does probably lead to them being more efficient athletes. Mm-hmm. I would agree know, with that. So absolutely it leads us right back into our trivia question of underachieving NFL teams <laughs> that have made the playoffs. And there have been four of them that have made the postseason despite a losing record. And again, the hint that I gave out was two of these come from a strike-shortened season, which made it easier to qualify with a bad record. So, any guesses out there? I'll give you the number one is the Carolina Panthers. Excellent. What year was that? Uh, That was just three, four four years ago. 2014. Well done. Do you know the record? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. I thought there was a. I thought they had a tie in there for some reason, but yeah. it was seven and nine. Seven, eight, and one. Oh, seven, well, seven, eight, and one. And there was a tie yeah. in there. So well okay. done. Uh, so there's three more. Any any guesses? Um, the Washington Redskins, I believe, did it back in a strike year. I no, I don't have okay, them. On my I, okay, I think the Seahawks did it. I think that too. Correct. Seven and nine. Correct. Yep, no. and that would have been early two thousands. Yeah. Yes. 2004. Well, not, not early. No, not early. No. Five? Well, early in the scheme of 100 years. Okay. Not, not in the scheme of the 2018 so, that we've had. 2010? Yeah. Uh, was, was that the year they won the yeah. Super Bowl? No, they, they didn't go to the Super Bowl, but they did win at least yeah. one game. Okay. Got they, it. Same with Carolina. They won their okay, first so game before got, they won their first so game. So we got, before they got, we got two of them. Yeah. All right. I okay, knew, so both of the others I, come from the strike shortened year. Uh, what was my other guess was the Titans. But that was that's not it. If it's straight. no, that can't be. And I was trying to think. Didn't I thought that didn't the Cardinals go seven and nine and make the playoffs, or did they actually make it to eight and eight? Because no, they, they were eight weren't on the list. Okay, because remember everybody was talking was, how bad they were, but they made the Super yeah. Bowl and they lost to they yeah. lost to Pittsburgh just because that one stupid play by the linebacker 
who's a great player, but the guy that ran it all the way back from the um, opposite end zone for a touchdown to put out the half. What was his name? Joey Robinson? Leon Lett? Uh, no. <laughs> no, a guy from Pittsburgh. He was a linebacker. No, I know. I don't remember. He might still be playing. Uh, James Harrison? Harrison? Yes. Oh, that's it. I think he, it was James. I think he, he just retired. He just yeah, retired. He did, yeah, yeah. Officially, yeah. For yeah. officially for the second time. Officially for the second time. It's kind of like uh, Orlando Franklin was on the this more this week on the morning show here yeah. out in Denver because Schlereth was uh, out traveling. Yeah. And they were talking about how when he retired, he said it took about two weeks before his wife was like, so what are your plans for the rest of your career? Yeah. Like he, he was like, wait, why? And he's like, you, you need to get a job. And he's like, I need to get a job. You haven't worked in 10 house. years. Yeah. And she was like, nope, but you need to get out of the house. And it was like, oh, okay, I better go find something yeah. to do. That's called yeah. you buy another house. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. And that funny other thing, she's like, oh, I'm not used to you being here most of the time. You need to get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, wait it's a minute, annoying. who, who yeah. bought that house? But anyway, all right. Strike shortened years. Um, so that yeah, that would have been what eighty four. Was that the what's big the last, strike do year? You want the year? Yeah, give give me give, give us the year of the last or the, the strike year. Nineteen eighty two. Eighty two. Okay. Eighty two. Eighty two. I was seven years old. I. <laughs> yeah, these Boy. are these are not easy. So I'll, I'll give you another hint. Well, it's not really a hint, but they were both four and five. And one was AFC and one was NFC. NFC. Yeah. Boy, I think I know the answer to this. I'm going to think about it for a minute. Okay, I think one was the Bengals. No. It wasn't? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why do I want to say the Bills? I don't know, but you'd be wrong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take – I'll take one more guess. After that, it gets ridiculous. Yeah. So, since I guessed AFC, I'll take NFC. And 82, I'll say Dallas Cowboys. No. So here's my hint. Another hint. Think of perennial underachieving teams. Both of these teams are the kind of teams you're like, oh, it's them. Cleveland Browns. That's one of them. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Think about someone in the NFC is like that. Tampa. Oh, I didn't think about Tampa, but no. That's that's, that's a good guess. Think of someone in a colder area. Minnesota? No, oh, they've been good. Okay. The Lions. Oh, the Lions. <laughs> so the two most inept franchises yeah. took advantage of the strike short. Oh, that's to get funny. In it. Yeah, the Lions, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's had less success than them. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. After they paid Matthew Stafford how many millions? Yeah. Yeah, I still think they trade Stafford somewhere where he can excel and, and they have he to. can still have a good year or career. I, I think they have. To. I feel bad for all the guys who have retired because they didn't want to play for him anymore instead of going somewhere else and taking a shot, you know? I think he'd be great here. Yes, Stafford. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, to Denver? Yeah. With those two nice young receivers? I mean, yeah. Hamilton looks great. Looks a lot better than I thought he was going to look. We he already does know something look good. looks good. On that slant, man, last week there was a slant at the very end of the game. Uh, I think it was a third or even a fourth down. And they were trying to, you know, catch the Niners. And it was a beautiful throw. Yes. But what a great catch in a small window. Yeah. I was like, that guy is – uh, he has escapability. Do you, you ever know? get the feeling when you watch the Broncos that they need to do a lot more quick, quick into space plays? Yes, I think they should. I also think that if you watch Case the last like four weeks compared to the first four weeks, he isn't taking any chances. Which is not good. No, it's not. So 
it, yeah, I mean, it, all it does is limit you, right? So right. you become, you know, this little offense in this little box, and right. you're easy to contain. And you saw that last week with these young players. They're trying to play conservatively, hope the defense holds it close, you know. And sure, I understand that philosophy. But, man, this is a $20 million. He's got his big boy pants on. you got to make him throw downfield. This guy was the leading passer in the NCAA. It's it's not even just about not going deep, but he but he won't take chances inside either. Yeah. He doesn't want to throw They're into so tight afraid of the pick, you know, throwing an interception, which I understand, but you gotta pick and choose your times, you know? I think it was if just if it's third and long, who cares? Throw it down the field. If it's a right. pick, it's just like a punt anyway. Right. Take a shot. You, you got know? fast receivers. Yeah. I, I don't know. To me, I don't understand that. You see so many screens and draws on third down and like 15. Well, why, like, not? why not take a shot? You get pass interference. They really you need get... the Broncos need a tight end that can catch. They really badly need a strong. They should trade for like, well, I don't think Jimmy Graham's that good, but you know, something. They need to get a good tight end because if you could send both Hamilton and Sutton on a fly route, on a third down and deep, pull the safeties back, have that tight end just cut with a nice little Gronkowski uh, skinny post. Speaking of, is he done? Well, he, he played last week, didn't he? Boy, I don't not very well. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, is, is he is he finally breaking down? From I all think the injuries? he's breaking down. I, he doesn't people seem are to hard. have big people break down. He doesn't seem to have that extra gear anymore. Like he used to be able to get open so easily, right? And now it just doesn't seem like he's getting open. Well, he he wasn't sure he wanted to play this year. Yeah, you know, right. You think about it, right? Maybe his motivation is kind of zapped, which is that weird considering he played for the Patriots. Yeah, but if he's you know he's a young guy, he's kind of got a lot of things going on in his life. Well, he wants and, to have some fun. And the famous thing from him, right? The quote that. He has not spent one dollar of his NFL earnings. It's all going straight into a re- investment account or whatever, and he only lives on his endorsement money. Okay. So when he retires, he's going to have he, like thirty million dollars. Oh, he has sitting tons there. of endorsements, and that's he's a smart gentleman. I oh, mean, yeah. he knows yeah. how to party. He knows how to invest. And he's definitely probably got good. You know, he obviously has good people around him. He's surrounded himself yeah. with. Uh, no, he's he, he's not your run of the mill guy. He's he's. I agree with JP. He's sharp. Yeah, no, for a few minutes, it's like, dude, that guy's sharp. He is sharp, yeah. So, um, you know what? We're down to 45 minutes, so uh, there's not really anything else about baseball except we should mention that uh, both Lee Smith and Harold Raines made the Hall Baines. of Fame. Yeah. Oh, Harold Baines, excuse Baines. me. Uh, Which blew me away. Like, yeah. Lee Smith, okay, I get it. Lee Smith was probably the most dominating uh, reliever in his time. Yeah. You could and, argue and that he held the like, record for saves for a while. Yeah, and you could argue yeah. that there was a couple other guys that maybe were better than him, but he, you know, at the at, as a relief pitcher slash closer, he's one of the best ever. Yep, no doubt about it. Now Harold Baines, to me, I don't quite get that. He's he was a great player, or maybe not a great player, but like, you know, but he was a designated hitter a lot, wasn't he? Yeah, the A's. Was it A's and White Sox? Is that who he played for? I'd love to see his numbers, to be honest. Because or Cubs. Was he a Cub? Lee Smith? Was no, a Cub. he played for the A's and the White Sox. And I know. Lee Smith was the Cub. Okay, because I know they were both Chicago players. Lee Smith players. was Cubs and uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Is that when he, broke, when he broke the records? I think you're right. 
So I, I could not agree more. I, Harold Baines was a good hitter. I, I don't remember him ever being a great hitter or transi- or like transcending the DH position yeah. the way like maybe David Ortiz did. Or even Edgar Martinez. Or yeah, Edgar. I, I don't even think you Edgar know. should be in the Hall of Fame. But uh, he's not that he wasn't good. He's just not great. He didn't, he didn't revolutionize. So there's Harold Baines' numbers. For his career. For his career. I would love to see the breakdown. Does he have 500 homers? No. But he's got 384, which is, yeah. I mean, that's not that's Hall of Fame. Draw. I mean, 289 career batting stealing? average, 34 steals. He does have 1600 RBIs. Yeah. That's that's, that's fairly good. significant. Yeah, that is. But is that There's Hall of Fame? There's not that many guys over 1500. The RBI numbers are Hall of Fame, but nothing else. The on base percentage yeah. at 820 is pretty good too. 820? No, 356. Uh, oh, OPS. OPS. Oh, OPS. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's not a very good OPS. I'm sorry. So OPS should be a thousand. Yeah, you like it to be a little, at least nine hundred. Hall of Fame. Yeah, nine hundred for Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah. yeah, I just, and I, I hate to say his somebody should be actually, in the Hall of Fame. His WAR is pretty decent for his career, thirty-eight point seven. And he, oh, and you know that that's uh, that's taken a lot of. He's a, he's a little under 3,000 hits. He's got 2,860. Oh, yeah. That's that's, a big... That kind of bothers me. I mean, you don't have 500 homers. You don't have 3,000 hits. You yeah. don't have 1,000 OPS. He doesn't even have why a 300 you... batting average. Why, yeah, why, why is that Hall of Fame? It's not. And, and Pete Rose isn't in there, but Harold Baines is. I, I almost wonder if this is them saying, okay, here we go with the DH. Okay. You know, we're going to open the doors to some of these guys. David Ortiz, here you go. Here's our hand. We are extending it to you. You know, we are embracing the DH. It has been, you know what, it's been 40, 50 years almost now since they've implemented the DH. That's, you know, guys are retiring. I don't think a guy deserved not to be in the Hall of Fame because he was a designated hitter, but... I expect you to if you're gonna oh, if you're gonna in the Hall of Fame solely mistake, on your hitting. Don't mistake me for saying I agree with it. No, I know I got okay. you. I got you. I know you're you're speaking for how the Hall of Fame writers just, are thinking. Probably. I'm just saying that that's probably what their line of thinking is. Yeah. And there's yeah. a little there's too much of that. There's also too much of the like elder committee or whatever they call it, where those guys eventually vote in like old players, like, oh this guy didn't get recognition. It's like that's not Okay, he's a lefty. I mean, that makes a difference, doesn't it? Because there isn't as many lefties. But... If, if you get, if your numbers are up, yeah. But those aren't numbers. You know what it sounds like to me? You know what Harold Harold Rain's making it to me or Baines to me is like if Sean Green gets in the Hall of Fame, right? It's like, yeah, he had some good years, but I mean, Jim, he wasn't amazing. Jim Tomey was a better player than Harold Baines. Absolutely, Tomey was scary. Yeah. If you that you know what there you go that's a wonderful way for me to decide if I think someone should be in the Hall of Fame. Did they scare you? You know, it's like when they came up to bat, were you scared? Yeah. Like right, right. this guy's gonna get on base, he's gonna get a hit, he's gonna get a homer, or something. Or he's gonna steal every bag. Or exactly, yeah. he's going to he's gonna cause problems. He it, it, we're in a tie game in the World Series and in extra innings, and this guy comes to the plate with no outs. And I'm he's worried. The fastest guy in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no matter what, I'm worried. Speaking of that, Billy Hamilton changed teams. You see that? Yep. Where do you go? I forget. Uh, you go to the, you didn't go to the Cubs, right? No. Shoot, I did. I saw where he went. Now I can't remember. Blue Jays. Rays. Devil Rays. No. No. I JP, you, you look it up. Yeah, he's gonna look it up. But anyway, uh, in <clears throat> Royals. Oh, the Royals. It. He will get. He will get five hundred at bats in the Royals. So yeah. might be a nice fantasy pick this year. I mean, if you're not not if you're playing rotisserie and you cumulative batting average matters, but if you're doing a points league, 
his three steals a game can outpass outmatches you know over three with his strikeout. Yeah. So even more so than like uh, Ryan Howard who used to kill me with his strikeout. He'll have a bounce back year this year. Yeah, I like him. I, I just like yeah. the fact that he's getting playing time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The other thing I was going to ask you. Oh, with Lee Smith, though, I agree with you on him too. That he broke the record. Mm-hmm. So you can he can that's where you can tip his cap to, right? Like this guy had the most saves of anyone in baseball after it became an established stat, mm-hmm. right? So at least you can argue in that what manner, even though I don't know that he was ever really. But you're right. He scared you too. He, he did. You know, he did if when you he, were yeah. a batter up there, that was the last guy you wanted to face. <laughs> big, strong. Big, yeah. Just a scary well, those, looking Those dude. big guys were always so scary pitching-wise because their arm is that much closer to you. And you know, it may only be a foot of actual distance, I but, know. man, that like foot. Like Randy Johnson throwing off a mound? That's not even fair. Right. Yeah. Right. That's you just know? wrong. It's not even fair. Wrong. All right. So on to fantasy football, if you do want to call in and ask us a question, go ahead and do so at 929-477-3204. Again, 929-477-3204. So uh, quarterback, first question. I have got Andrew Luck and Cam Newton on my team. Who do I start? Who do they play? Uh, I knew you would ask me something like that. Cam plays New Orleans. And Luck plays uh, Dallas. Dallas, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. So, all right, I'll give you my two cents. First of all, Cam Newton is not 100%. Correct? He is questionable. He is questionable. He'll play, but he's questionable. And they are playing who, JP, one more time? New, New Orleans. Okay, New Orleans. And then Luck against the Cowboys. Boy, I think I like Cam Newton. And I, I think I like Cam Newton in that situation. I don't know why, but the way Luck has gotten shut down like two of the last three weeks, that worries me a little that's, bit. No, that's not accurate. He had one bad week only. Oh, I thought so he was bad last, last week too. Last five weeks are 38, 39, 36, 9, 32. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you are correct. One bad week. Ah, uh, boy, that's tough then. I mean, he's only had one week in single digits. Cam has been terrible the last three weeks, right? Let's look that up. I'm not sure. Yeah, he hasn't been very good. I I, I can tell you New Orleans defense, because I'm sitting them on the bench in tune of the Ravens, who I actually drafted and and let go when they hit that funk and got back. But New Orleans defense, just in fantasy points alone, since um, they played the Rams, which they scored zero, that was week nine, uh, 10, 12, 21, 17, 12 defensive point score. That's not bad. So in that span, they For gave defense, up. That's not bad. Um, let's see. Two touchdowns, three touchdowns, one touchdown, a shutout, or not a shutout, but no touchdowns and one touchdown against Tampa Bay. Andy's hurt. So, yeah, I rescind what I said. I, I go to Andrew Luck. I mean, it's, it's almost impossible for me to sit Andrew Luck because got, the two times the, I sat him, he's gone off. He, but, dude, five of the last what, four of the last five weeks, he's gone over 30. How and, do you not play and, him? And those are his lower point totals of the yeah, year. Yeah, you got to play He him. was scoring in the 40s and 50s earlier. Yeah, you And this is a league him. where you get six points for a passing touchdown, and you get bonus points for long-distance touchdowns. And that's really what's put him over the top. The matchup is tough. Hilton and Eric Ebron long-distance touchdowns. The matchup is yeah. certainly tough. Don't get me wrong. Right. The Cowboys' defense is real. Yep. And, you know, 
I think uh, they're those two linebackers that they got, the two young linebackers. I don't know if Sean Lee's going to get his job back. Yeah, uh, it, I think uh, that that's a good point. I mean, he's so he's a great linebacker, but so injury prone. Yeah, he is yeah. great, but boy, man, they they look tough. Uh, Garrett's got him playing why, really I'm, well. That's why I'm surprised they're a three point road dog right now. Here's a, here's a pointless yeah. stat. Uh, Luck was seven for seven for a career high 194 yards when doing play action passes last week. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting stat. It is. is. Anyway, uh, I, I I think I got to start Luck I do just too. because he just he never really has the down week. Yeah. And the one thing I hope for is that Dallas goes out to a a, t- a 10 point lead at some point and so that the the <laughs> luck is throwing throw. non-stop because it's the end of the game where he scores the big points he mm. scored like he usually scores at least two-thirds of his points but that in the second seems half. to be why because they do seem to be playing from behind quite often yep. so and their record is actually better than i thought i was thinking that they were out of it but they're not mathematically they're right there they're, they're, yeah. they're seven and six yeah because yeah, yeah. thankfully there's like three teams that are seven and six yeah. so Broncos being six and seven now are probably out of it, but I, I, I you're not going to get three teams down of the AFC West. No, there's just no way. No you can way. Do it. No, I don't think so either. And I mean, with the, Chargers, with the Chargers winning, uh, I, can't. I mean, you could, it happened last year, didn't it? Or two years ago from the South AFC South. Yeah. I mean, it is unusual. But it not would seven, be unusual. Six and seven. I mean, that's just yeah. hard. I hear Even you. if they win, win out. That only puts them at nine and four. Well, the problem is you've got Baltimore and Pittsburgh right. in the East, so there's going to be a wild card there for sure. Oh yeah, and yeah. then you've still got you know like Miami's still in it. They are. You know they beat Minnesota this weekend. They're sitting you know at eight and six. <laughs> Miami is is just perplexing. I know. I don't get it. They're, they're perplexing, but I'll tell you what, Tom Brady is horrible at that stadium. Yes, he uh, is. Now, granted, yep. that was a miracle play at the end. But right. but but Tom Brady's stats crazy. are like two and eight down there. And that's, yeah, and remember the Wildcat? That oh, was yeah. that one idea that someone had, and that actually the Patriots hey, had nothing to not answer. Someone, it was Tony Sperano. It was the Tony late Sperano. Tony Sperano. Oh, Tony. Yeah. yeah, it was the guy with the mobster glasses. You know, looks like a guy playing highlight down yeah. in the. Down in the Caribbean, he he was the head coach, wasn't he, for Miami at the time when they were doing that? Uh, yeah, and who was, who yeah, that would true. be a good trivia question. That would be who were the players on the field? Oh, Ronnie Brown was the guy who had the massive game with the and, Wildcats, and Ricky Williams, right? Was wasn't he on the team too? Don't remember. Okay, I just know Ronnie Brown had a massive game, like two hundred eighty yards or something like that, or two sixty or something, something crazy. And then who was the quarterback? That's a really good question. I can name before Tannehill after Culpepper. <laughs> well, that's a good trivia. Maybe that's, that's next good, week's trivia yeah, question. Yeah, so that's a good one. Yeah, I don't think know about it. Think one. about it. For I know where Ronnie Brown went to college. It was Auburn. Yep. Didn't Bo him in Cadillac, right? Yeah. Yeah, or was it Cadillac? Maybe I may be wrong. Maybe it was Cadillac Williams that went there. Well, I thought it was both of them. Didn't they? They, they actually they they both and Ronnie played for the same team. They were yeah, they were like a Thunder and Lightning or whatever. Yeah, they were were Bo Jackson, uh, Marcus Allen. Yeah, some kind of thing. Or well, I think about the Raiders. Yep. Uh, Kirk Cousins, JP, this this applies to you. Well, do we trust Cousins enough at this point to start him in fantasy? I no, I can't trust him enough. (laughs) I mean, if. However, however, if Byron DiFilippo, anyone was going to get a shot in the arm and say, you better go out there and freaking play, it's going to be this game. But 
the Dolphins are realistically in a wild card hunt right now, but it's it's in Minnesota. It's well, in last, Minnesota. If this, if this game was in Miami, I would say Cousins is an absolute nonsense. And let me tell you something about the the head coach of Minnesota Vikings, Mike Zimmer. This guy is a is a soldier. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> He is going to have this team ready to play this week. Yeah. And it, I don't know if he's going to be involved with the play calling. I think he um, they got uh, what's the guy's name that they promoted. Shoot. I'm drawing a blank on it. Anyway, he's, he's kind of been a guy they've had their eye on. He actually could have been the offensive coordinator this year going into the year. And then they decided to bring in Dave Filippo at yeah. the last minute. Yeah. From the, Eagles. They, you know, he and uh, the GM flew to, Philly to talk to him and yeah. they didn't leave with See, a, This is where I stand yes. because I mean even they were getting shut out until they He's scored the one scapegoat. touchdown. He's so the scapegoat. It, I mean Cousins had 10 fantasy points last week. He had a 6 on the board a couple weeks ago. It's rolling well, the so, dice right now. So here's now Cousins in in my league. So it might be a little bit different cuz this is again this is a 6 point touchdown league. Yeah. But last 4 weeks 23, 37, 12 and 14. Oh, yeah, 23 last That's week. That's a lot more that. than in our league. Yeah, well, four weeks, four weeks ago. Time. Oh, okay. 23 four weeks ago, 37 two, three weeks ago, 12 la- two weeks ago, and then 14 last week. I don't know if he's hurt or something, but I yeah, don't know it makes what you wonder, happening. though. And, and the biggest difference is, is, pretty, is pretty stark in that he is not breaking 200 yards. Uh, well, here's my prediction on what will happen, because this is something I kind of look closely at as well uh, going into the show today just the Vikings in general in this matchup. I think everybody, it's just one of those things where everybody's down on the Vikings right now. Um, the big problem has been their offensive line. Right. And you, if you watched the game last week, that guy was running for his life. Yes. You know, uh, it was, it was Absolutely. terrible. So I, I do, I do see a bounce back kind of a surprise because I think it's hard to prepare for a team that you don't know who the offensive coordinator is. <laughs> I do. I believe that. No, so, absolutely. Uh, you don't, you have no idea what this guy's tendencies scheme. are. I also think Mike Zimmer will be very involved and the defense is going to be raring to go because even though they lost to the Seahawks last week, they are still in the second wild card spot as we speak. So they control their own destiny. Right. Season's not over. Yeah. Games at home. Watch out for the Vikings this week. Well, Please I'll, be true because I need Stefan Diggs. Well, I'll week. tell you what. Um, they're on the love – a lot of people's – he's on a lot of people's love list. But uh, in our scoring system, in our fantasy fanatics, this is what he brought up the last – plus the bye the last five weeks. So 10 against Seattle, 8 against New England, 29 against Green Bay, which Green Bay, the heart. 16 at Chicago. That's a tough one. Bye week, he put up six against Detroit. Yep. Six. Yeah. Yeah, it's a much different scoring league. Yeah, uh, a six way. That's when he said all that. I'm like, we got to look at our scoring in our league here. Yeah. <laughs> so the difference between the fanatics, of course, is that there's no no bonuses for long distance, for long plays, distance plays, and touchdowns are four points instead of six. Right. So shows you how how fast the difference. Touchdowns. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So. Man, I just, this is like it a, does. It's interesting. I'm gonna have to like roll the dice in the middle of the afternoon to see if I'm playing There's, Baker. Well, it comes down to you know the <laughs> yeah. old statement. I right? like Baker this week. I Dance with too. the girl that brought you to the prom, or that you brought to the prom. Who is responsible more for getting you into the playoffs? If you feel like Baker has been the one who did it this these last few weeks, that he's been the catalyst for you, he's the one that kept you going. Then you go Baker. 
But if you feel like your team is really stewarded by Cousins, then you, you take the shot on Cousins. I, you know, it's, it's, I know it's not an easy choice. It's not an easy choice. And uh, my first loss came on right before Baker's, or, or uh, I mean, uh, Cousins by. Well, and I do want to specify, when I say dance with the girl that you brought to prom, don't, doesn't mean, well, you know, early in the season this guy was crushing and that's why I won all my games. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about who is the person that's kept, who's made your team, who keeps your team afloat these last well, five weeks? I'll that's you what, who you need to pay attention if, to. If you look at the way I drafted, I, I drafted Jimmy G to have a matchup quarterback system because I know what Kirk Cousins is. I've right. seen him as a Redskin. You know, he's 4-22 and 22 against teams over 500 right now. Yep. And, he, and he can't play at night. And, <laughs> or on the road. Or on the road. <laughs> In fact, how crazy do you think about – I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, no. It popped back into my head something I heard on the radio about what his record is on night games or live time or oh, live games. 0-7 on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's isn't, didn't you say something like three of the last four weeks they've been uh, an evening primetime game? They have. So – Maybe maybe it's fool's gold to think that he's not going to play like the good cousins because it's, it's morning and it's Saturday or Sunday morning. This is normal time to play. And it's, 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 a, it's a one o'clock start uh, East Coast, which means he's starting at noon up there in Minneapolis. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I look at the numbers that Nick Mullins put up against the Broncos defense last week. Yep. Twenty to thirty-three for three hundred thirty-two yards and two touchdowns. Here's here's what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> I like that number. I think it's pretty I, – I don't know why. I think this game is somewhat predictable. But, I, I it's, first of all, where is it? Do you guys know where it is? Is it here? Mile high. It is here. Okay. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Cleveland comes here. Okay. Yeah. So, I think what you're going to see is, you know, both teams are playing for – pride and maybe aren't quite mathematically eliminated from the both playoffs. Both of them are actually not – because of the tie, right. they're not mathematically hey, – what are you saying, so, I, well, I think you're going to see both teams come out and play really hard. However, I think both teams are terrible. I think you're going to see not a lot of scoring, and I think you're going to see, you know, I think Baker will make a play or two that you'll be like, damn, that was sweet, you know, like a 40-yard touchdown pass or something like that. But I really don't see the Browns scoring over much over 20, you know, and I just don't see the Broncos scoring much over 17. <laughs> So, I guess I, I, that's weird. I have the kind of the opposite feeling. I feel like it's going to be kind of a duke amount, shoot amount. But I, that's that's what I think that most people are thinking that the you know if you look at the spreads and things, the Browns are slightly favored, right? Are they? Yeah, but I think I do think that the that the Broncos have some good offense. I think they'll probably turn it over because of the young guys playing. But I think Philip Lindsay is a good play this week. I think Corlin Sutton is a flex play. Uh, I think Deshaun Hamilton is a flex play. I think yeah. you're going to see them kind of throwing the ball around the yard and having some fun. I hope. But I do think some turnovers are going to happen. So it'll be like 2017, Just something like that. Get some players in space, Broncos. I don't know why that seems to be so difficult for this team. In the last couple of years, the same way. It's like you're waiting for like a gimmick or a surprise. All of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, look, they got yardage. It's like, it shouldn't be that way. It should be, you know, they got to play to the ball of the guy and maybe they can't punch it in the end zone. And that's frustrating, but yeah. you, you move it up and down the field. They can't even move it up and down the field. Sometimes, sometimes they're fine, but sometimes they really can't. And I don't like that. All right. Well, enough about that game. So you got, so keeping on the quarterback theme, Jared Goff, what do you think? He, he's been pretty darn good all year. Throws a stinker last week against the Bears, who have a fantastic defense. He's playing the Eagles. I, 
say the Rams are looking to have a JP, big offensive. Why game. don't you give us a, a status quo of the uh, of the Eagles' defense right now? <clears throat> kind of what's um, happening there? You, you know what a china cap is in the kitchen? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what they are. A funnel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. boy. That's trouble. I've got Gurley and I've got Cooks, so I'm obviously biasly hoping for a good offensive game. But from what I've seen from the Eagles, there's really no reason to think they won't have a good offensive game. I don't know if it's changed, but ESPN had Jared Goff ranked as the number one quarterback this week. I I think their predictions. I I think I saw it this morning. Ouch. Well, I have uh, I have Jared Goff and Cam Newton on one team, so I have to decide between those two. I have Goff oh, in now. That's right got to be Goff. Yeah, yeah. you got to no take it. against that Eagles. Oh, here's I'm going to bring up this point real okay, quick. Okay, yeah. So the Eagles, uh, the whole NFC East had to play the NFC West last year. The okay. Eagles had to go out to LA where Carson got hurt. Yep. Why in the hell are the Super Bowl defending champions for the second year in a row? going to the Los Angeles Coliseum to play the Rams. Two years in a row, they have to go to L.A. to play the Rams. I don't know. Who, who in the little... NFL scheduling committee put that together? Well, they must have brought in somebody to, to the Eagles that gave them a high advantage. I have no idea, but that shouldn't who, happen. Who the Niner, where do the Niners play at? Or is that, who do they play this year? Who's the, who is the Eagles? Who's the NFC West, not NFC East? Who's the NFC East play this year? Uh, they played... Uh, the AFC. No, I think no. they played the Vikings in the. They played the Central or the North. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we played. Right. Yeah. We played you. We played Dallas. We played Redskins. That's it, that's it. Yeah, West yeah. and North, East and North, East and yeah. North. Okay. But yeah, I just don't get how 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 the Rams get put back on the Eagles' schedule as an away game. It, it should because be because the they have these rivalry games that they're they're doing. I don't know why it's weird, but the Vikings well, I mean, have played with the Giants the, almost every year. Yeah. Like how you always like had Peyton years. always had to play against Tom Brady every year. If you had yeah, Peyton but they would go home and home, not right. oh, go to no, New England. That's yeah, in LA. That's weird. Just two. I think two years in a row they have to go starting the rivalry, and last year it was because of the NFC West matchup. Corridor. It's true. I just it, it's one of those things that you point that out on the schedule, going that doesn't seem fair. Yeah, I hate to play the team twice at home as one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's hard, but the but the Eagles beat them, didn't they? What last week or last year? Last year they beat. I mean, I'm saying that the Eagles have to go on the road. They're not at home. They have to go to L.A. again. Right, right. You no, know. I know it's not going to be easy. Yeah. But uh, I mean, but then again. Are the Eagles even still in it? I don't even know. What's mathematically? The, mathematically, yeah, because okay. they're only what a game out of the division lead, right? Yeah, oh, they're only a game out. Of is, the it, is it a game or a game and yeah, a half? It's a game and a half now, I think. So if the I Cowboys would actually lose and the Eagles would actually win, which I don't see ha- happening at all, even though Shefty, she- oh, I'm sorry, in that division, uh, yeah, Riddick, Riddick is saying that Nick Foles could spark this team to another run. So it's a two and zero lead for Dallas. Uh, eight and five, and then Philly six and seven, six and, seven. and so is Washington. Washington okay. So it's gonna be hard. And, and the There's Giants are sniffing right? on their heels. Yeah, right? the, the Eagles yeah. have so, the, the most difficult road if they actually want well, to get the play. And yeah. then the thing with Wentz is right was that he has a cracked vertebrae, and they were wondering whether or not it mattered. But well, they should just shut him down. So they, if they're benching him this week, you might as well just bench him. For I, the rest I, of the time. I honestly, I wish they'd shut him down for the year because I think they brought him back too quick. Yeah, um, it was a lost year. Just chalk it up. Yeah, start over it, again it, next when year. When you think about they when he got hurt still. at this point last year, basically it was almost about the same time of year, um, and he came back so much earlier, which is really hard to do. And uh, what, what are you looking for? Oh, uh, Carl. Uh, what, what, uh, it's Betty. One of the, one of those one of those things where. 
I watched some of the his uh, his his tape from practice at the Novacare Center. That's where they practiced down in Philly. I didn't like some of his lateral movement with the way you know because I, I mean I I you blew on who you you blew on through who blew on through ACL besides me here anybody who no who what blew on through ACL did I did blew? not I blew on ACL yeah. I was watching some of his backpedaling and you could see that hesitation and oh, that stumble a little just bit makes you cringe and it it's, I thought they brought him back too early. Yeah, and I would personally, for the health of the man and the health of the of, of your of your franchise, I'd shut him down right now and say you're not. Playing I think the rest that's of the year. The, that's probably going to be what they do. I think it'll depend, you know, right? If they win this week and then win next week, well, you they look at probably Andrew. have to consider him for the playoffs. Look at Andrew Luck, right? I mean, they lost two whole years for that guy. Yeah, but yeah. now he's back and he's playing well. So you know, it, it yeah. is probably better to say, "Hey, man, it's." It's better to have a couple of bad years than have the next and, seven or eight bad years. And, and I'll tell you what, and, 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 and like Lewis Riddick pointed this out, you know, they caught lightning in a bottle, like you always put it, you know, with, with Foles, but this isn't the same team as they had last year. There's a lot more injuries. Oh, on this way team. different. It's yeah. a way oh, different shit. team. They're, I mean, uh, Jai and the receivers that are different alone oh, yeah. is a so massive I, change. As an Eagles fan, I would rather see him be sat down for the rest of the year because I want the long-term Carson. Yeah, yeah. I agree with yeah. that. And he looks fine most games when he's when he's healthy So yeah. Yeah. this year. So might as well just – I mean, it took him a couple games to get back into the flow. But once he was, he yeah. was – at yeah. least on a fantasy perspective, he was scoring his high 20s and yeah, mid, low 30s. He still was a – I think he was a 20-touchdown, seven-interception guy or 24-7 yeah. and seven or something like that. I'll just help that. Yeah, I don't know. So with, without going deep on this one, just give me your good. straight – I'm sorry. I keep going. No, I just don't think he was that 24 touchdowns. That sounds like a lot. I don't know if he was quite that high. Last year? No, this, this, year. this year. Just coming Oh, back. Boy, I don't uh, – I can probably – Hold on. I'll find, I'll find it. Oh, last year he had like 33 oh, was, when he went down. Yeah, and he only had like He was touchdowns. going crazy last that year. That was an amazing pickup. He, had an, he was going to be an MVP last year probably. So just yeah. gut reaction here. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Aaron Rodgers at the Bears. Do you start him or sit him? Depends on who my choices are. Let's say it's uh, not a great choice. Let's say you've got a uh, Matt Ryan or a uh, Josh Josh Allen or a uh, uh, Baker Mayfield kind of options. Oof. Those are all tough. Okay, let me just give you a card. I want to just get Carson stats in for you here. Okay. He's got 21 touchdowns and seven interceptions. 21 touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. So he's yeah. yeah, no, that's still yeah. very good. Yeah, and he wasn't healthy. So yeah, that's that's a big thing. Yeah, because so, no. okay. I really want to hear this because a lot of people are now picking the Bears for the Super Bowl from the NFC. Oh, they're I definitely have no problem with that prediction. They have yeah. the type of defense, you know, that can shut teams down. They've oh, shown yeah. that, and the offense is just scary enough. Andrew Miller's a good receiver. Yep. They've got a great bust out in Tariq mm-hmm. Cohen, showing how talented he and fast as, he is. As long as Turbinski, if, if he doesn't Miller, throw a yeah. stinker. Yeah, you know, with one of these last I games, be more concerned about him getting hurt. As long as he but, doesn't get hurt. Yeah, Tariq Cohen is fantastic, man. Yeah. He's been fun to watch the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, the defense really is the difference. So, I don't think so. You know, I don't know why Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden has a great game, especially against a great <laughs> defense. He just hasn't been great this year. I mean, I think he's hurt. I think that there's been a lot of discord between him and the coaching staff, and uh, you know how he wants to play football, and uh, I think. You know, I think he's glad to have McCarthy out of there and have kind of a fresh start. They did look better last week. Absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah, they, yeah, won yeah. A, they won that game pretty handily. I mean, his last 
three or four weeks, 33, 11, 18, and 21. Yeah, and don't count Aaron Rodgers out. I mean, the no, guy's no, gonna, no. he's such a baller, man. Well, I, but I, I would start uh, I would start Baker Mayfield over Aaron Rodgers. How about, I would. How about Matt Ryan? He's playing the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Just because we'll talk about this in my gambling segment, I have the belief that Atlanta has a big week this week. So I think Ryan would be a better play. I don't like to hear that because I'm playing against him, but uh, I totally agree that that could be the case. Okay, uh, so we're down to 13 minutes. Do you want to do your gambling picks real quick? Yeah. And bust them out as quick as we can? Yeah, we could do that. Uh, JP, can you pull up the uh, Bovada site real fast? Oh, the Bovada site. I didn't realize how quickly uh, we were from being finished here. Well, let's talk about the game that we were just talking about while while we look at everything to catch up. just pull up the lines for me. Um, so Arizona is, I believe it's a nine point uh, spread. It was nine yesterday. It might've gone to nine and a half on that game. Let's see. Falcons keep going down. There it is. So nine and a half. I had it down as nine on the website when I did my picks last night. So I'm going to stick with nine. Uh, but I just, I love Atlanta at home in that freaking awesome stadium. Uh, Arizona has packed it in and, uh, Josh Rosen just is just has nobody to throw to. Unfortunately, Fitzgerald has just done the decline. This is it for him. Is he, is he, might, might he be a bust? I mean, he does have Fitzgerald and Kirk and David Johnson. I don't think he's a bust just yet, but we'll see. He could be, I mean, he's not, he's not performing like a lot of the other you know, right. rookie quarterbacks are. But you see how they take, but he also take a step in the offseason. He also doesn't have around him. Well, he doesn't have an offensive line whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, he has there no time go. to throw the ball. That's big. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you don't know until after two or three years with quarterbacks. So we'll give him a time, a little bit of time. Okay. As long as he progresses. But I, <laughs> well, I do. I just love uh, I love Atlanta. So and, and I think with Rosen, he really didn't have any kind of a mentor down there to, to even lead him along. I mean, who started that season up for him? Sam Bradford? He's not a mentor to anyone. No, right? uh-uh. He's a mentor how to get paid and stink. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. That's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I, guys, I go I go heavy there with uh, Atlanta I like that on bit. that game. I think they're going to roll and have their one of their better games of the season. So, uh, I got 50 on that one. Let's see. Uh, can you pull up our website, too, and then just pull up the picks? Because I got them right there. Um. Trying to think if the Vikings game was one of them or the Broncos game was one of them. Yes, I have the Broncos as one of the games. So it's Broncos minus uh, or plus three uh, against the Browns here at Mile High. Uh, I am taking the Browns at uh, three points there, and uh, we're going to go 50 bucks on that game. And then the third pick is going to be the Steelers-Patriots game. That's a three-point spread as well. I think the Steelers win that game by at least a touchdown. So uh, we got Steelers, Falcons, Browns for recap. Uh, and then finally, that bonus pick, which I apologized for last week, the Vikings. Uh, you missed one? <laughs> yeah, it was a big one. Badly. You hit, you hit most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one wasn't your fault, really. No, they were just, it was <laughs> a that four was for four. That was a horrible game. Horrible So game. we've got Eagles and the Rams, and it's a 52-over-under. I am going to take the unders. I think the Eagles defense shows up just enough to keep it under 52. 
I think they're scoring around 50. And we'll go back to that traditional $100 bet, not the 200 we lost last weekend. So. All right. Well, good <laughs> but, luck to everybody out there. Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, you can get on, guys. Get on the page. Look at the picks. Uh, you know, we're up about around 1,000, I think, just under a hair under that, 950. Uh, I didn't update the record there, but we are 31 and 23 and 3 on the season. So Hey, you're uh, up. A th- near a thousand dollars. So is it up a thousand dollars or up like eight hundred dollars? Like you started with two hundred. Well, the current balance is nine fifty two fifty. So, so we're up seven hundred. Yeah. That, there's nothing wrong with being up seven hundred no, at the no. end of the year. Yeah, after, and coming off my worst, probably my worst week of the year. So. No, that was the one I bet with you. Last week? No, that was like five weeks ago or whatever. I bet on every game and I lost all. We lost all four. Oh really? Did we? I, I we don't think I. I, I I know, it's it's the weekend. I think I hit like four college games, and you guys lost every NFL. I haven't game. had another no four. No, oh, really? Because you you missed two. That's yeah, that yeah, was yeah. my first week. That like I went from having a really big balance to a small balance. Was I bet on both of the games you guys did, and it lost all the other weeks. If I had done it, you guys did great. <laughs> I, I know I haven't gone on four. Okay. So there is a, a one, one and three. Yeah, and it was probably when I lost the night bet. Oh, there was it was a one we pushed. Oh. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like oh two one and one. <laughs> uh, so switching to running back. Yeah, David Johnson. Do you think that there's a chance he has a nice week against Atlanta? Yep, I do. I think a, there's going to be some points in that game. That's a big. That's a big. Uh, a guy that if you have made it to the playoffs with him underachieving, yeah, this would be. I mean, he can make all. He can make it all better. He's going to burn a winning. lot of. He's going to burn a lot of fantasy owners this week. I have a feeling. <laughs> you better watch your mouth over there. <laughs> oh, it's my, you must be playing Rigner. Yeah, huh? I'm playing. Rigner. Oh, do you? Ha- <laughs> do you have him? No, Rigner, Rigner has him. Rigner's like me and Dynasty with the exact same running backs in terms of having David Johnson and Joe Mixon. <laughs> Joe Mixon, by the way. He's looking like the real deal. He's not only going to burn owners in that regard. He's gonna, there's going to be a lot of owners that do not play him, and he's going to play well. I have a feeling. So, and when I say yeah. well, I say you know 15 to 18 points. So more like a you know a low end two. Right. Uh, hey, with David Johnson, or, that's a win. You know, you know, a two type two running back. Yeah. Sony Michelle, is this guy kind of is he hurting a lot of people? Has he hurt a lot of fantasy owners in the playoffs? Is he going to again? Hey, I dropped the guy early when he wasn't producing. There's he just too many options. Michelle? Oh, he he did shit the first couple of weeks. Ouch. There's I just, just couldn't keep him. There's wow. too many options yeah. in, in New England. Yeah. You know, th- sure, could there be a week where he has 100 yards and a touchdown? Sure. But last week he, he was a huge disappointment, right? He's got like five points. Yeah, three five points. points. And yeah. that's what he was doing in the beginning of the season. He, he scored like two points, five points, three points. I was yeah. like, well, yeah, he's, he's uh, hard like, to go I with that. I was like, I can't keep this guy around. Yeah, you and can't. And that's when I had Carlos Hyde on the team. And then oh. all of a sudden that screwed me. Yeah, that, boy, that was that's still an interesting trade on the on the Jacksonville end. Yeah, I would not start Sony Michelle this week if you own him. Speaking of the Jaguars, do you trust Fournette? That's this guy was undoubtedly a first round pick. Yeah. I do. I, I trust him this week. I don't know why, but I think he has a good week. Uh I think Jacksonville bounces back a little bit on offense. I still don't think they're going to be very good. I think Bortles might make an appearance. Yeah, uh, this, is, this is usually when he does. The yeah, the season. so I think that could change things in the second half, and he could come I'm, back and fire things up. I mean, up, seriously, so. how many how many owners did Fournette sink last week? I mean, how many? I'm one of him. them. Yeah, 
I mean, you can't have a, you just can't have the single digit scores in in the fantasy playoffs. I had them on, can't. I had them on two teams, and both teams I lost. So, yep. oh, brutal. Yeah, Fournette. I I don't think I could start him honestly. He's yeah. he. So JP, can I don't you look start him, up real him quick. I'm like, what what point totals has he had in fantasy? In uh, Fournette. Yeah. Okay. So not like, very good. I can tell you that. All I, mean, I know even, though, even if, we, if we subtract the weeks he didn't play, yeah, how good has he been? Not good. Yeah, I think he hasn't been domineering. Like he doesn't break twenty very much, does he? No, he did it two weeks uh, ago. Let's see. His... So he had five um, last week. He was suspended the week before. He had twenty-five against Buffalo, twenty-one against Pittsburgh, twenty-seven against Indiana. Oh, okay. And then he was injured. So well, when he plays, yeah. So when he plays, he's been pretty good. Boy, maybe you do. Play. Boy, I have him as uh, a number who, two. Who are they playing? Washington. Yeah. That's and a good matchup. Are pretty good, aren't they? No, they're no, not good. They're not good. Uh, they had a spurt where they were decent. They're now they're anymore. not anymore. Well, the Redskins look like such an, 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 a, a sneaky good team they're the first like, six weeks of this season. Well, it's because Alex Smith is good. Right. You know, he's not great. Yeah, he's but not he's great. Good. He's, he's good enough he to is. get you there. Yeah. Right. Now they're, they're in quarterback. Uh, well, I mean, when you lose Colton Purgatory McCoy, after yeah. losing Smith, I mean, yeah. my yeah. goodness. And how much of a bummer will that be for Washington if he just can't really come back from that? Well, I mean, I mean, Alex Smith's career might be over because of that infection to his leg. Right. So, I mean, what yeah. are they – I mean, they're uh, Washington drafting the quarterback this year? We got uh, four minutes and okay. 45 seconds, it looks like. Um, so, uh, how about moving on to receiver? Yeah. Any chance that Cooks and Woods don't go off this week? I don't know. I'm bench for Brandon Cooks. Did you, Are you really? Well, I'm rolling with him. That guy has been good. Well, it was a good decision in where I benched him in, in the one league because I played uh, Damian Williams instead of oh, him. Oh, very so, nice. So that probably well, I mean, I mean, who score. knows? He could outscore him, but uh, you never know. I'm hoping for 17 to 20 from Cooks. I'm happy with very happy. I'm happy with 30 from from Williams. Absolutely. So. Don't ever question a 30 point <laughs> player. Heck no. So I can't. 25. I can't play him over my other two receivers. I have uh, Smith Schuster. And, uh, geez, I have too many teams, man. <laughs> I do expect, I, I am looking for a lot from Schuster this week. Oh, Edelman. Oh, he's good. Yeah. Edelman's so good. I, and I also have Josh Gordon, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, Josh I, Gordon. I mean, he seems like he's sporadic, is he? Or am he I, just, do I just not hear about him? Right. He hasn't really had that big game yet, but he's no, no, no. Been he's getting been, like, I remember how like, for like, it better. Seemed like for like three or four weeks, he was really good with Brady. And then, like, the last two weeks, I haven't heard his name hardly at all. It was like yeah. when Gronkowski came back, he became silent. Yeah, a little more so. If they have too many weapons in New England, they always have that problem. Yeah. With, uh, that's a wonderful problem to have is too many, too many, uh, too many studs. Um, real quick, let's go into the NBA for a moment. Well, uh, you know, I'll give you, this, I'll give you these last couple of games, uh, Gordon's games here, 14-14-12. Yeah, what was it before that? Uh, by week 12, 27, 8, 17, 9, 13. Oh, so no, he's not really ever been. Yeah, it's so all. So he's really a 14 to 15 and, and, point and, and guy. Guess who is real good? This, this, is a, this is a common theme when I'm looking through all this. His best game was against Green Bay. <laughs> Boy, okay. Green Bay, what a train wreck. What a disaster. Yeah. You, you know, actually, Trubisky's before we, instead of the NBA, week. did you want to talk about the Thursday night game? we got about two minutes left. Um... The Chiefs and the, uh, the Chargers, Chargers. yeah. Phil so, Rivers' last chance, I think, here for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, probably. It looks that way. I don't know. And maybe the other two not. quarterbacks maybe have got two, two Super Bowls, right? Because Roethlisberger and Eli 
or it was a draft class. Well, if you didn't watch the game, you should try to go back on NFL films and try to watch it because it was a freaking fantastic yeah, finish. It was. Uh, basically, it came down to the end. Uh, they scored, uh, they being the Chargers, and decided to go for two with four seconds left yep. to win the game and not tie it. And they came up with a real clever play. It was great. And uh, they scored the two-point conversion and won the game by one to beat the Chiefs. So Beautiful. Uh, that pretty much locks down both of those teams for the playoffs, yeah. I think, at that point. Yeah, the Chargers well, are 11, locked in. 11 and 3. Yeah. Mean, Chargers are locked in. They already have a playoff yeah. berth. Okay. Are we seeing a major chink in the armor of the Chiefs? No, not necessarily. I think the Chargers are a good football team. And and everybody's just, been saying, wait till Rex Ryan gets on uh, NFL Live tomorrow. Or, and because Rex has been on the Chargers all year long. Yeah. I just, to me, the Chiefs look like a different team the last two weeks than they did the rest of the season. And I think that some things are being figured out. I think Holmes is getting to that point where there's enough film that there's not new wrinkles for Andy. Yeah, but yeah. come on. Look at the no-look throw to against the Ravens that he had. Who's ever seen a no-look pass like yeah, that, that on the run? The guy, is, the guy has had a phenomenal year. I, I think I agree. That guy was lightning, but then Darian Will, Damian Williams was fine, but they're just not scoring the same point levels they were before. No, sure. no the, true. Yeah, the defense isn't playing as well either. They were getting turnovers early on mm-hmm. in the season, and now they're not. They do have that one lineman who's gotten 10 straight games with a sack. That's crazy. Yeah, that, I can't remember which guy it is. Houston? But... Is it Justin Houston? And... No, no, no. It's a, it's a defensive line for the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's a D tackle. Uh, I don't know. I can't. Remember. I know. I know. I know. Barry's back though. Barry is back. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I saw that. This is last game. So, all right. Well, we are down to the last end of the 30 seconds of the show here. Uh, we do appreciate that you tune in and listen to us. Please feel free to go to Facebook and like us. Go to Twitter and follow us, and then check out our website at thesportsoffensive.com, as well as checking out our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeart, Blog Talk Radio, and again at the website at thesportsoffensive. Have a great weekend and good luck in the playoffs. Offensive out. For 88 years, Ocean Spray has been the nation's leader of everything red cranberry. And now they're proud to announce new Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail made from real pink cranberries. Wait, they've been harvesting them for 88 years? I've missed out on a lifetime of refreshing deliciousness. Introducing new, light, and refreshing Ocean Spray Pink Cranberry Juice Cocktail. Now available at Walmart. Better late than never, right? As it rapidly approaches, this spectacular event impacts the very fabric of space and time. We call it the holidays. Fortunately, Sarah at the Container Store can help. Uh, hi. As time runs out, how do you manage? Well, we offer a huge selection of gift wrap, including our gift wrap three packs, now 50% off. You get three high-quality rolls of wrap for just $4.99. Plus, our stocking stuffers are up to 50% off, too. Sarah, savior of time and the holidays. Or just Sarah. The Container Store, where space comes from.